So do we want to talk about live shows or things to look forward to? What, what's our time right now? We are uh, two we, hours. We hit two hours on the recording. <laughs> Uh, we, do right. we want to skip live shows just to, yeah. to hit Should the we just, coming yeah, next year? Yeah, I think we've talked about all of our live shows as well. Aww. Yeah. Okay. I have. Uh, I, if you want to do a shout out to Rada Blanca, go for it. I want to say maybe maybe I can just put it out of the episode and and put it later, but. What's up, nerds? Welcome to episode 33 of Powerful, a power metal podcast. This is Stella, and I'm here with my friends, Fernando. Hello. Kyle. Yo, yo. And Andrew. Oh, hey, I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. I feel like you haven't been here for a while. I feel like I haven't been here for a while either. <laughs> it's been a while. I feel like that's also just because we slowed down a bit. Yeah, it's good to have you back, and it's good to be back with everybody here um, for our 2019 Album of the Year episode. And Ooh, today, yay. yeah, today we're going over more than just Albums of the Year. We've got little fun categories, so um, I think we just like to take this particular episode every year to kind of reflect on, you know, all the shit that's been going on in 2019 musically in the power metal realm. And other There's been musics. a lot of albums. We're covering a lot of categories that are very arbitrary today. We've Whatever. listened to a lot like, of music. Yeah. A lot of music. Yeah, so I hope you, dear listener, will uh, get something out of this and maybe share with us what you agree with or don't agree with or anything that we missed. Leave a comment about how wrong we are. Yeah, and you can do that in any of our social needs at um, Instagram at Powerful Podcast, on Facebook at Powerful Podcast, um, on our website, powerful-podcast.com, where you can find links to all of our stuff. Tweet us at Powerful PM. And yeah, and if you enjoyed this episode and if you want to support us, um, you can subscribe to us on Patreon.com um, and donate a dollar a month or more if you feel like it um, at Powerful Podcast. We um, kind of paused our Patreon in November because um, Thanksgiving isn't a real holiday and um, and we just we didn't record an episode in November, so we didn't want to take your money. But yeah, the Patreon should be up and running in January. And then um, we're going to have a business meeting and like maybe think of other like perks we can use our Patreon for because we've just been kind of using it as a tip jar. So, yeah, let us know if like you guys want any additional content on Patreon and maybe we can try to make it happen. But yeah, that's a work in progress. Hmm. We're always a work in progress. <laughs> we're always a work in we'll progress, but... Yeah, but my God, like, I can't believe this podcast has been running for like two years now. And um, I'd like to think that we got better. <laughs> we are so much better. Yeah, we're so I much better. Record from this crappy laptop. We're at least yeah. more professional about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still sitting on the floor and um, like, I, at least I'm not under a blanket anymore. And new Patreon goal buy Stella a chair. I have a chair. I just, I just, I just need, I need a room. <laughs> We, we need a sauna a for Stella. We need a full sauna. Yeah, I need a sauna. Yeah, yeah. Give me a sauna. It's like powerful cool here. sauna. Powerful Get sauna the hashtag fund. Going. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag powerful sauna. Hashtag powerful sauna fund. 
All right. So um, enough of saunas. Um, sometimes we also like to produce content like podcasts. So um, why don't we just get right into it? Let's do it. Let's kick it off. Let's debut this episode oh. with the best debut album yes. in 2019. So for best debut band. is um is like best. It, this is, these are our our favorite um full length releases of 2019. So no, these aren't our favorite. These are objectively the best. Objectively the best. Okay. Scientifically tested. We've listened we to every possible album and compared perfectly every single aspect of musicality. Yeah, these are these are controlled experiments. Um, double blind controlled experiments <laughs> and we've come to the conclusion that um, best debut paladin awakening oh man yeah we talked about this one we interviewed the guys we saw them live uh so we're, we're not biased at all with paladin we are not no, biased not at, at all, all. <laughs> their debut of awakening was uh was really really sick they are uh, cool guys. Really they wear anime watch. shirts. Um, they're like <laughs> modern power metal. They veer into like thrash melodeath territory. They have like video game themed songs. What's not to love? Oh, it's amazing. Such and a- they're like fucking cool. Like we hung out with them. And every and, time I wear yeah. my, my Paladin shirt, I get comments on how cool and colorful it is. So they get the best shirt black. award too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Black. yeah. the shirt's teal. Yeah, they have a teal shirt. It actually um, complements the art's colors. It's it's great. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, like the art is beautiful. The shirt design, the album. Paladin is like a band to look out for. I mean, they, they like Galnerius recognized them at Prague Power Atlanta. Like how fucking badass is that? The, the icing on the cake is that they are not taller than me as well. Oh yeah, they're like the same <laughs> height as me, and it's amazing. <laughs> you're, you're giving out all their secrets. <laughs> <laughs> to to be travel size and to produce this much power in your sound, hell yeah. Paladin shorts. The answer may shock you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's um that's Paladin. Their album's called Awakening. Go buy it. It's cool. Let's talk about. Um, our Canadian friends, Ravenous. Ravenous E.H. Ravenous E.H. Eternal E-H, Hunger. Excuse me. They had to change their name. Yeah, there Eternally was another But It the Fallen, this debut album is great. Like, uh, we know the guys in Ravenous, some of them already had other power bands, like uh, Biothin. But this album is like, and, and I, we said this before, it's what would happen if Sabaton actually played power metal and made compelling wow. songs. <laughs> <laughs> is that shots fired? That's my my shots favorite fired. part of that comparison is that the song Conquering the Sun even has like an army ratio in it. Yeah. <laughs> army ratio. It's like seven to one or something. So it's super sabotony. But but these guys, they have like the the more baritone vocals, the the really fast driving riffs. They've got the atmospheric keyboard stuff in it. I think pretty much any power metal fan's gonna enjoy this album. Yeah, it's great. And they've got the whole warrior Viking aesthetic vibe going on, as well. Yeah, you stuff. got you gotta you gotta like you gotta have an aesthetic nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. it's the whole uh, it's the whole package. Yeah. You can't just be a guy wearing black with long hair, <laughs> or maybe you can. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can. can you need a little bit of warrior face paint. A couple well. layers. Yeah, I guess. Maybe split your tongue in half. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you grow out a double beard and braid it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you're true. Yeah, yeah. The truest. 
So go check out Ravenous. Yeah, check out Ravenous, E-H, Eternal Hunger. The album is called Eat the Fallen. They're good. Do it. All right, next is uh, Dimhav, The Boreal Flame. A surprise. And yeah, this was a surprise. surprise album. This came out of nowhere. Pretty literally nowhere. Yeah, this is two brothers in Sweden just came out of nowhere with a prog power album, and they're like, oh, by the way, Daniel Hyman from Lost Horizon is our vocalist. And everyone's like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just so unexpected. So unexpected. Yeah, this this is some really great prog power metal. Like, the, the funny thing is about this album, it's like, oh, my God, it's the, you know, this first, like, full album with Daniel Hyman on power metal stuff. It's so great. The first song on this album is like a 10-minute instrumental. Yeah. So you really got to wait to get to Daniel. But the thing is that that song is actually interesting. It's worth listening oh, to. Oh, it's a great it. song. Yeah. That's so so unexpected because like you might probably have heard about this just because Daniel Hyman, 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 it's in there. But it's an actually it's an actually good album to listen to. It's interesting. Stuff is happening. It's it's Stuff awesome. is happening. Oh my god. That's incredible. Stuff happens. <laughs> it covers a huge amount of styles. Like every song is like 9 minutes long. It's I, I, who are these guys who put out this album? It's With great. Like so many styles. It's progressive. It's powerful. It has guitars. It has synths. It has orchestral beats. It has some those stupidly high Heyman notes in some places that actually make sense and not just because <laughs> he can do it. It's great. Unexpectedly Not to great. throw any shade at Lost Horizon. I love it when he does it when it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yes, this is an album by uh, Stefan Lindroth and Ole Lindroth, whose names I probably just butchered. Okay, just, shout outs, shout outs to the Swedes. <laughs> this just, is it's definitely, just two brothers. That's yeah. All, all right, so be on the lookout for Dimhav, the Boreal Flame. Check them out on Facebook at Dimhav Official. All right. And our last um, best debut that we'd like to highlight here is North Tail, Welcome to Paradise. Again, totally not BS. <laughs> no, totally, totally not because we hung out with the guys on our podcast and they're like fucking cool and badass and amazing or anything. But this uh, this album is legitimately like a joy to listen to. Like this is this is um this is like power metal back to the roots if you're into that late 90s early 2000s style. There's not there's not really any fancy flourishes. It's very riff driven and it's very melodic. Christian does a great job on his vocal performance. And yeah, and, and we've got we've got like riffy tracks um like the title track Welcome to Paradise and Paradise. Um, yeah. Did I, what did I say? Not paradise. Bear. Paradise. <laughs> That's a good album. Yeah, and there. like we've and we've got like the, the sh we've got shape to re shape your reality. I, what am Bring I down the mountain. Saying? Yeah. Yeah, and, and we, we even have everyone's a, a star. That's like that's like the whole <laughs> no, track list. No, I'm not sure about that one, but yeah, everyone's. A, I. It's really funny that they decided to make a music video of that song because that one is like a. It's it's sort of like a like a mini miniature diss to like a lot of modern power metal that kind of went the Swedish pop style. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really fun track. It's probably I don't think it's a diss. I think they just wanted to do a song it's like a, that. It's no, a but the lyrics are a bit in the, the lyrics are a bit diss y. Yeah. They're like Slightly. they're like 
they're like silly. It's probably like, big in Japan, and that's why they made the video you, because they made you, it there. Do you even lift? Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> bro, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, North Tail, welcome to paradise. Pick it up. It's it's good. Cool. Next category that we got um, is most improved. <laughs> this is like my favorite category that we did. <laughs> yeah. All right. So where do we even start with most improved? So we have a couple of uh, bands that we picked for our most improved. Uh, okay. First one for this, we put Tanagra. Yeah, let's put Tanagra first. Um, yeah. So we had these guys on a podcast as well. And like, I kind of wanted to put them here, not because their debut was bad i thought it was really good yeah so their um, second album was this year yeah. meridium but, but the- meridium i feel like this is worth mentioning on most improved because meridium is just really good and they seem to have really like crafted something that's really uniquely tanagra and not found anywhere else yeah they went from like a solid debut up to like a wow this album is really great this is top of the years type stuff oh for yeah. sure yeah, they weren't afraid to write like long atmospheric epics with like a huge variety in vocal styles and a lot of this like intervally nonsense in the guitars. Yeah, and also we we loved having him on a podcast. Tried to turn it into a beer cast, but you know, we ended up just talking about music, which is fine. So check that out if you haven't heard that episode. But yeah, Tanagra um totally worth a listen for this year. Yeah, hopefully I'm looking forward to their next one. Hopefully that's soon. Although I don't want to rush them. Take their time. Don't, let's no, not rush Take your them. sweet yeah. time. I am still digesting this heavy, Especially like, beast of an yeah. album. Yeah. It's dense. True. I don't yeah, want to see dense. them coming out until 2021 at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you guys take your time. Maybe, maybe tour or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll visit they, uh, Portland. They need to like chill in their sauna for a bit. Yeah, yeah, in in their in their Cascadian sauna in Portland. <laughs> I yeah. guess I don't know. It's, it's cold it's pretty there. Cold there. Yeah. Does it cold there? Yeah. Um. All right. So that was Tanagra. Uh. Next most improved is, I think it's Glory Hammer. This will be a contentious I'd agree. one. <laughs> yeah. No, I would say Glory Hammer is most improved. I I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Album. It is. Yeah. Their yeah. their album this year is called Something Something Terror Vortex. <laughs> Legends from Beyond the Terror Vortex. <laughs> I can't fucking remember the name. Legends from Beyond the Galactic Terror Vortex. Galactic Terror Vortex. Excuse me. Okay. Whatever. Okay. So, good. what did you guys think about this album overall? And how was really it really most good. improved? It was too. like a solid power metal album. I was super surprised. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. It's it's really it's like, good. It's really good. They do like a lot of, especially their first album is pretty generic, uh, just very tropey power metal. Yeah, I thought that their first two albums were like totally uninteresting, but like lyrically cute, I guess. Well, the second one had a couple good tracks on it. It had the Chaos Wizards track. It had that like Uns dance track, like Universe of, on Fire, which was kind of cool. But the rest of it was just like kind of plotting. But this one, I think it really came into its own as like, hey, we are actually a power metal band. Yeah, we it's just like, fucking around. Yeah. it sounds like legitimately Rhapsody inspired. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is a really good album. Even if you think Glory Hammer are cheesy or whatever, like, I think it's worth listening to. Well, they are cheesy. <laughs> and that's, I that's fucking, I know, I know. I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but I'm super, I'm not really into Glory Hammer, but I like this album. 
Do you hate Stella and her opinions? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, do you hate me? <laughs> do you, Stella, Stella, here's my question for you. Do you hate fun? Do you hate fun? Um, I ask myself that every day. I sometimes think I do. <laughs> That's a fair answer. <laughs> I, sometimes I feel, I feel like, like sometimes I hate fun. Sometimes I do too. hate fun. Yeah, I know. I'm very I'm a very tired person and I just really like to chill. <laughs> so maybe I do hate fun. What did you guys think about the lore of this album? Well, based on your explanation, it, you it was solid. You did a great job on the lore. <laughs> if you haven't heard Kyle's explanation on the lore, it's at the end of our Italian power metal episode. And that one, I realized like maybe we should have like put that on an episode by itself or something because that's very content heavy episode maybe we can <laughs> we can separate that bit and put it up on youtube on its own just yeah, the glory just hammer lore explanation itself. yeah but i feel like i like from kyle's explanation i finally learned what a hoots is hoots hoots whatever hootsman, hootsman. oh my goodness yeah <laughs> All right, Glory Hammer, you, you win this time. You got me. You got me, Glory Hammer. <laughs> Damn old Chris Bose, he got me. You finally yeah. pulled her in. Oh God. All no, right. Let, let's not let's not let let's go. not go too far. <laughs> so what do we want to do next? We need um, to talk about people who did go too far. Uh the people who did go too far. <laughs> we can't get too positive. We gotta dial it back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you might have pulled me over to Glory Hammer's side, but let's talk about our most disappointing albums of the year. Let's talk about oh, the most disappointing oh. band of the decade. Oh my god, that's really sad. <laughs> this <laughs> is I mean, a sad it's, moment. Let me, let me double check dates, but I think it's true. Uh, it is true. Let's not go that hard. What are you talking about? Let's keep it at this one. Let's keep it at this one. Okay, um, let's talk about Sonata Arctica's Tavio. But we we already kind of discussed it last episode, so we I don't did. really want to like get too sad on this. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed by it because I didn't have high hopes for it, but I'm still sad. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're remembering not... what what they what they used to be. Uh, but guys, like, I really tried with this album. I really gave it a chance. I thought it was good. It had some interesting bass lines. And then I realized it was, like, really sappy dad rock, but, like, not even good dad rock. Yeah. And, like, if I saw this live, I don't know if I'd even, like, sway lightly from side to side. I might just, like, go get some water or take a bathroom break. Yeah, when I saw them live, <laughs> I just kind of sat there and was like, well, time to talk shit on Discord. Yeah, did, did anyone like it? When you saw it live? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's really sad. This is really depressing. It's it's a time when going to see Sonata Artica is just, play Full Moon! Oh my god, Skip they're that. so much better than that. Like, it makes me sad that a bunch of people think Sonata Artica sucks. Like, they were really, yeah. really my favorite band. Like, it's fine for bands to, like, change their style and do oh, new yeah, things. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I welcome that. I, I just can't get into this one. Let's just yeah. forget... 2010 onwards Sonata Arctica. Let's just let's they just have pretend like good this songs. never happened. I wouldn't go that far, but for this album, it's like, yeah, it's okay to change, but you have to do something that works when you change. And this yeah. is not this is not it. This is not it. Don't do this. And this would be a situation too, where if they had like changed their name, people wouldn't have cared. True. Because they're not Sonata or Arctica I don't know. Anymore. Even if it wasn't labeled Sonata Arctica, like. I don't know if this. But would they be tour with power metal bands. Yeah, because of their legacy. Yeah, that, that's the thing that it doesn't fit, and on top of not fitting, it's not even good on its own turf. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sort of done talking. Yeah, about let's these guys. let's go to on? the next next one. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, this it, one will get Kyle really sad. Is this even is this even worth talking about? It is Kyle, worth talking equal, about. Equilibrium, go. We want to talk about equilibrium. Talk about I'll, equilibrium. I'll make it quick because I talked about it in the last episode. It was garbage. It's 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 hot garbo. Like <laughs> this is a similar case to Sonata Arctica, where it's like okay, they're doing something different. That would be fine, except what the fuck, <laughs> like. Uh, it had chip tune on it, dude. Why? It's like chip tunes and like rap and like it's yeah, okay, chip fine. Be like weird and progressive, but don't suck, please. And like put a little bit of folk metal on there. You guys are like the like quintessential folk metal band. Well, up there, I'd say top five. Not anymore though. So it makes me really sad. It's like I I wanted them to to have a big comeback here. And they, oh man, it just floored it off the cliff. R.I.P. Oh. Equilibrium. Okay, so equilibrium. our our third mention in this category is gonna get some people real, real upset. Yeah, it's gonna make um, me upset. Yeah, I made that. Um, I'll take I'll take the hit. Um, Blind Guardians, Blind Guardians, Twilight Orchestra as most disappointing. Yeah, this is sad. Now, now, when you guys say disappointing, do you mean from the songwriting perspective, performances, or just like the production? Yes. <laughs> I'd say the whole package. It hurt to listen to. I can't speak to the orchestration because I'm not like a musician. I, I it's not a fine to me, except for the fact that it literally hurt my ears to listen to. Mm-hmm. So the f- like, I think the- I'm just like weird because I it doesn't really bother me like it does a lot of people. I can listen to it and enjoy it. I I can't. Do I have a superpower or am I? Yeah. Just why don't stupid? Why don't we Why don't we go over that, like the people the people who. The people who like didn't like the production or the recording, can you elaborate a little bit why? I can. So you want to listen to this album. This is only orchestra and vocals, right? This has been done for hundreds of years. And since recording music started, it's been recorded and its techniques perfected. But this is just, it sounds thin at moments it sounds overly bassy it distorts whenever any percussion hits everything starts like whenever there's a lot of instruments at the same time it ducks under the compression that means it's like it gets small suddenly and then a big timpani hits and it distorts and then when the vocals come in they sound like they are muffled and then at some points they sound like they are super thin and it's like it, it's a pain to listen to, honestly, for the digital release and possibly the CD release, as I understand. I've heard the vinyl is actually much better. The, fi- the vinyl has a different master. Um, there's actually a podcast by a guy that does uh, vinyl cutting that did an episode on when with the master engineer for this album's vinyl version because he cut it and they go into what they did differently, uh, which is a great, a great listen. If you're interested in this side of music and the music industry, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. The vinyl master doesn't distort as much because it's not as compressed, meaning it's not as loud, quotation marks. And it's like 3 dB of difference, which is a lot. But According to them, Blind Guardian still decided to make it loud enough for their metal fans, which was a terrible, that's terrible an decision. decision. It's a terrible way of thinking that's stuck in like the start of the 2010s. 
sadly. Um, it's sad and surprising that they had no one in there to tell them why this was a bad idea and just to direct them into the proper way to make this sound big because this wants to sound big and grandiose and epic and it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Like it could have been done with uh, just VSTs on a computer and sounded better and more impressive than what we got. And that's that's just awful. That was a beautifully sad explanation. It hurts my that makes heart. so much sense. We need an episode of Powerful Investigates Charlie Powerfield. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can like stalk him and like have informational interviews with his friends. Just kidding, we won't. We're not investigative journalists. Or are we? So that's the um the the like recording aspect of why we were disappointed with Twilight Orchestra. How about just the um the musical content, the songwriting? I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought it was fine, but I've been told that they misused every instrument in the orchestra, so. Well, let's talk about the music itself. Without the orchestration, just the songs. Like, do you remember any song that is not the one that's an old song re-recorded? Harvester of Souls is just at the edge of time from beyond the red mirror. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was the first thing I noticed as soon as that song came on, and I was yeah. kind of disappointed about that. I think that. they said that they were doing that, though. It wasn't Yeah, it, it, it's probably not a, it was probably not a surprise, uh, but beyond that song that everyone already knew, uh, what's like your favorite moment? Do you remember any particular melody? I, I, really, I really liked like, In the Red Dwarf's Tower. It was very happy and, mm-hmm. and like prancy. Yeah, I liked Point of No Return. I liked Dark Clouds Rising. It was like, it's such a strange song because I think it's supposed to be like ominous because it, it starts in like this like really happy, jolly like sound. So that one stood out to me. Mm. Okay, that that's good. That means uh, songwriting wise, it, it was not a total train wreck. Um, there are some moments that I really liked as well musically, but I couldn't like listen to them and enjoy them. Uh, that took me to start writing the the songs again in software on MIDI just to be able to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I think the um I feel like people are attached to the idea of like Hansi singing over an orchestra. Like that sounds so epic. What could possibly mm-hmm. go wrong? Like Hansi's really Everything. awesome. An orchestra. Everything could yeah. possibly go wrong. Everything could possibly go wrong. Yeah, and I feel like there's some like there's some good in the songwriting there. Like I don't know. I wasn't super excited for this album because I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't want to listen to full orchestras. It sounds really exhausting, to be honest. Um, but um, I would say that sometimes the narrations can be kind of distracting. I know. I know a bunch of people really liked it because it, it it reads it listens like an audio book rather than an album and. I feel like maybe this could be a a new thing, like a musical audiobook. Yeah. Every other track is, it alternates between narration and song. Yeah. This could be a new form of like media that, that could be a thing. So I see a lot of potential here, but I think for now, uh, there was an attempt. It wasn't the best execution. I wish I could understand the story. It wasn't just an attempt. It was a 20 year attempt. It was a 20 year attempt. I think attempt, it was 13 but like, years, but yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's one thing that's worth noting on the songwriting is that all these songs are old. Like everything was written and most of the orchestra recorded 
like 10 years ago. And I think, yeah. I thought they had been like writing the songs for the last like 20 years, but then they just got like the orchestra and the concept or something like that. Like what, what I, I've been reading some interviews uh, with the guys and everyone is free to correct me, obviously, but uh, I understand that, for example, one of the songs, there's one of the songs that was the very first one that was actually the whole orchestra recorded uh, more than 10 years ago. And it was just sat sitting there, the files. Uh, and most of the things that needed to be completed were all the vocals because uh, they didn't have the story until recent, relatively recently. Yeah, the concept came really recently. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, anyway, um, we'll see if Blind Guardian's Twilight Orchestra is only like a one-time thing or if they'll continue to like produce um, more audiobook albums in that name. Hmm. I feel like they we'll probably see. won't because it took so long. I don't know. Yeah, I probably it's, would like. Be. Yeah, it might just it, it might just be a one-off. Thing, yeah, it's a one-off probably project. One-off. I think we'll probably see. I mean, they've been tending towards it anyway with all of their recent albums. I think we'll definitely see more and more heavy use of orchestration going forward. Yeah, yeah, but like it's we'll not see. The same. We'll see in, um, on the main. Yeah, no, but not just like only vocals and yeah. orchestra, yeah. but yeah. like a real blind the guardian full band, album. You know, the full band works better. Um. Yeah. I, I, it's my, I mean, my at impression. The time and uh, Beyond the Red Mirror both had a lot of orchestra yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. They I'm did. like, if I wanted to listen to Blind Guardian with orchestra, I'll just listen to Red Mirror. I don't really need this album. And we're getting a new normal album. We're getting a new in one. In 2021. Yeah. So. so get hype. Yeah. All right. So that's enough um, disappointing sadness. Let's talk about comebacks. We're making a comeback. How about that? Yeah. So best comeback. Um, I think what we mean by this is like um, bands or al- bands who've been kind of like silent for a while or have produced a lot of disappointing releases, but have just like hit us in the face with something awesome. So um, we've already let's, let's let's just touch on Dimhov for a bit. So. Um, would you categorize Dimov as a best comeback? I'm categorizing it as a Daniel Hyman is coming back. Daniel Hyman's to be comeback. In he, he's yeah. been in random metal projects. Like yeah. he's like a one-off song or an album here or there. But I think this is his like best work that he's done in metal probably since Flame to the Ground Beneath. Yeah, like the other yeah. songs, <laughs> the other random bands that he's been in, it's nothing really that special. But this is actually a good album. So it's worth mentioning. It's worth telling you guys to go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's for fans of Lost Horizon and Daniel Hyman's vocal performance. Like, obviously, Lost Horizon is never coming back. I don't know. I think they still, they still like, it's just, it still says like split up or uncontested or whatever on Metal Archives, isn't it? They're not like officially dead, but you, you and I know that we're dead. <laughs> it definitely feels like Lost Horizon 2.0. Yeah. So I think if you like Lost Horizon, you're definitely going to like Dimhov. I think musically they're very different. It doesn't have like yeah, it's same, very like, different. Ass kicking, inspiring power metal Ass-kicking. thing. Yeah, like yeah, Lost Horizon proggy. is very positive. It's not for fans of Lost Horizon per se, but of the vocal performance, which shows up in a couple songs in a couple of moments. You get that that yeah thing is. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But leave well that in don't edit that out <laughs> i would never <laughs> make sure you layer that in post so it's like oh yeah really big yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. make a note yeah make a note okay cool 
So yeah, um, welcome back, Daniel Hyman, to the world of power metal, I guess. <laughs> All right, so next um, album we want to talk about in Best Comeback, uh, Vision Divine, When All the Heroes Are Dead. We thought they were dead. Yeah, we thought, okay, yeah, so I don't know, Vision Divine super fan here, hello. Um I'm pretty much obsessed with all of their albums, except I think Nine Degrees and Destination Set to Nowhere are kind of garbage. Um, and I definitely like rated When All the Heroes Are Dead pretty harshly when I first started listening to it because, like, I don't know. I feel like Stream of Consciousness and 25th Hour just like broke me. I was like, these are amazing and these are beautiful and like they're just so well written and the performances are fucking amazing and angel of revenge is such a like amazing single when they released it back yes. in 2018 yeah. or whatever I say that's the and i really yeah i was i was really like i just i was just comparing when all the heroes are dead to like these things and i just like never really gave it a chance and i really wanted to like this so much because the new vocalist ivan janini has so much potential and after like listening to it a shit ton, I think it finally grew on me. Like I appreciate this concept album's theme about heroes, I guess. It's hmm. very sabaton of me to say that. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. But no, that. this is actually but like this is actually good. Like the lyrics can be weird sometimes, but I don't really mind. Like I think there's some real melodic bangers, like the 26 machine and I think my favorite track is probably um, On the Ides of March, which is about Julius Caesar. And I even like the weird 300 track. Yeah, that song was good. <laughs> yeah. I think Olaf Thorsen is a melody writing, like, fucking... He's just really machine. good at... Machine. A melody <laughs> writing perfect machine. A. But what I love about like all of his work in Labyrinth and Vision Divine is like how even though the melodies are like there and amazing, like the guitar, the intricate guitar and the rhythm section doesn't really like fall behind. They're all they're all very technical and they're all present and they're all equal. Yeah. So yeah, once I got over that this album is not the others. Like, I just started to really like it. So, yeah, I'm just glad that Vision Divine is back. When I was really their last not, real like, album? Like, 2011 or something? Um, That was... Fuck, was it? Des um, Nine Degrees um, was... It was, tw it was 2009, 2012. I, like, really don't like those two albums. I don't know. <laughs> so, it's been a while. They were due yeah, for a, a, a big comeback with a good album. And here we go. Yeah. New vocalist. Yeah. New album. Great vocalist. New phone who this. Vision <laughs> Divine. They're back. All right. Next uh, big comeback that I wanted to bring up was almost like a, a comeback and a rebranding. The band Rain Zed by Tommy Johansson. Uh, they had their last album in 2012 like, or 13. And then Tommy's like too busy with Sabaton and all this stuff's going on. But they finally came back with a big rebranding as majestica, majestica and their album above the sky if you want i didn't really call it a debut quote unquote but whatever it's but a rebranding whatever re it's a soft reboot. i think it's a comeback soft reboot, soft reboot. yeah it's, soft reboot you know the, the modern the same music, remake a different objective name yeah it, it but it was one of my favorite albums of the year and happy to see them alive and kicking here i think that was kind of the the theme of the closing track alliance forever on there uh on the album of like this is us we're, we're 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 doing our thing and whatnot. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a really, a really nice album. Really, lots of fun and twinkly and everything. High energy. Yeah, this was a surprise for me too. I usually hate this shit. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's too much fun. No, no fun allowed. Um, but I think this was like really well done. It was a. Uh, it was really nice seeing that Tommy can still write music. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think he's. He, I don't think he writes music on Sabaton. I think, I think it's no, clear it's he does not. Does it all. Yeah. The vocal performance here really surprised me. He's, it, it was nice. Really good. Really yeah. Good. yeah. He's very nice yeah. and clean. Yeah. I've heard him with Sabaton a couple of times live, and it's always been nice. They need to use him more as like a contrast to Joachim because they have such different voices. Yeah, but if, yeah. if, he, if, they, use him, if they use him too much, then Joachim will be out of the spotlight if this guy can sing hi that's more interesting oh my god ah uh, that's so funny all <laughs> I right i just wish I they can't... would let him write a bit more i think but, sabaton but, would be 10 times more but then, but then, but then they, if they let more. him write sabaton wouldn't be yeah, sabaton anymore. they would be breaking yeah. the, rule. the rule of sabaton, the rule of sabaton. They, release the same change. thing ever yeah again and again guys we're not even in our like next category yet when we're already oh. talking so much about Sabaton. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, check out uh Rainseed uh rebranded as as in two version two point as Majestica. Like totes a great album in this year. And then we have a hard and... reset. We have yeah. a full on new band racing from the and ashes of an old band. Is it really a reset or is this just like the latest Edition. No, it's, it's a different. And it's I an think evolution. It's a, is what it is. I don't know. I, I think it counts as a comeback. It's well, a Phoenix we think Rising. That it counts as a it's the latest iteration <laughs> yeah, of Phoenix the mess Rising. that is Rhapsody. Yeah, it's 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 a Rhapsody iteration that has Luca Turilli and Fabio Leone together. I guess it's a comeback. I don't know. <laughs> it yeah, counts. this is like some like big like soap opera dramatic TV show of like. The early couple that in like the first few seasons everyone loved, and like they split up, and now they're getting back together. It's so cute. Oh my god, so cute! But you know what? They they win album title of the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zero gravity colon rebirth and evolution. And not only that, I think they also win song title of the year. DNA demon and angel. <laughs> It's so brilliant. It's up to you to decide what the DNA stands for. (laughs) Demon and angel. Does it stand for capital D, demon, capital N, and angel? Yeah, like Guns N' Roses. Demon and angel. Wherever wherever you want to capitalize it, it'll work out. (laughs) You can capitalize the second letter and and. It's fine. It's new geometry right there. Yeah. Yeah, the, black mathematics. The, yeah, Oof. the the quantum stars align in this beautiful, like melodic and dense 5K Ultra HD Dolby Atmos experience. <laughs> Don't forget the HDR. There's the shit on the HDR. HDR excuse me. <laughs> if you want to hear full orchestra, saxophone solos, and Fabio doing like opera. You should listen to this album. This is it's wild, so man. nuts. That's all I've got to say. Yeah, it's a religious. It's a, it's a wild yeah. album. This, al- this album is amazing. <laughs> I've been listening to yeah. it like a couple times a month since it came out, and I still haven't absorbed all of it. Yeah, no, it's impossible. It takes a lifetime. I love so it. So you better so get cool. started now. It's not too late. 
<laughs> okay, so our next category is uh, most consistent. Um, <laughs> this is I such think... a silly topic. <laughs> okay, most consistent can mean several things. Consistently good or consistently the same. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's start with um let's start with something positive. So consistently good. Um I just like to talk about Galnarius into the Purgatory. Mm. It's great. Let's talk about it's it. Great. It was awesome. Yeah, let's I let's love do that this. album. Yeah. But it's very it's very consistently Galnarius. Like Gal Gal oh, Galnarius yeah. doesn't disappoint. Every yeah, single is album Galnarius. it's still Galnarius. You're still excited to put it on, you enjoy the bunch, and then you move on. And maybe you can buy to just, it. Crazy I'm just shredding. so shocked. Yeah. I'm just so like shocked that Galnarius can release an album every two years yeah. of like consistently good quality. And they still tour like, a lot in, in Asia. And they tour so much. They tour it's all amazing. the time in Asia. Yeah. But either way, like I think Into the Purgatory is a little bit special. Like I think this is good if you really like the heavier direction they were trending to, starting with like Under the Force of Courage. Um, and I think that Fighting of Eternity might actually be second best song title of the year. <laughs> That's up there for sure. Like the thing that I think impresses me the most about Galnerius is their stuff doesn't really feel recycled, at least to yeah, me. Yeah, no. not at all. Yeah. Yeah, this one has some really like unique stuff. Like the track we first heard live at our at our Prog Power Glory. I love that it, song. It's I, like a yeah. It's, it's yeah, that's, so that's, catchy. That it kind of sounds like that. Um, it's it's a great example of how you make like a heavy, really good mid tempo track. So take note, other power metal bands. The the thing, and then there was. The other single, right? The followers, the one where you have like surprise show yeah. operatic vocals. So unexpected and we're works like, so wow, well. Wow, he can do that. That's amazing. Like that that's keeping it fresh. I, I love the fact that in Galnarius, you can put on any Galnarius track and someone who is a fan of Galnarius will know it's Galnarius without Yeah. You know, knowing anything else about it. But it's not like the same. Like everything's it's like it all sounds like Galnarius, but it doesn't sound the same yeah but it's like heavy it's like prog jazzy and it's like a little bit symphonic. yeah it's that's, that i think that's the key element for galnerius that just influence that all japanese bands have it's yeah. worked in so well and everyone in the band is just a top tier musician as you guys luckily saw on prog power we'll get to oh, that yeah. when we talk about shows but i'm so envious of that one they are so good live <laughs> You get so many that we don't, so you know we got our one. <laughs> Whatever yeah, we, we got, you our got one. like yeah, you have way more shows than we do, so let us have this one. <laughs> All right, so that's Galnarius into the Purgatory. So good if you haven't listened already. Another um, consistently good band that I'd like to highlight is Frozen Crown. Their second album is called crowned in frost and i can't believe they're only on their second album and so fast I feel like these guys have been around it's only the second year of their existence I they know. they cranked out that second one I and know. it's almost too consistent like it's good but i just wanted them to like step it up a bit yeah it felt too much to me like the first i album. think it's so close in time to the first one yeah and it's almost like it's a double yeah. album they didn't they didn't really it. give us enough time to like fully absorb the first album um they had an absolutely killer debut um it's like it's like italian power metal but with like blast beats and like 
riffy mellow death, kind of like winter sun, you know, like frost and snow and stuff. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think their like mellow deathy stuff is like their best. I think those are always in my favorite songs. I agree. Songs. I really love when they pull out the harshes. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and I just love how like riff filled uh Frozen Crown albums are. So yeah, they're an, they're a young band. I'm thinking maybe they just had a bunch of these songs in their backlog and they're like whatever Probably. Just release them. Yeah, yeah. I mean both Which albums is fine. Both albums were forty five minutes. So that yeah. very well might have been the case that they, they wrote just an had, hour and a half. Yeah, and they're like, like four years like, ago. And we've kind of heard like, you know, if you you can't just sit on songs for ten years and expect them to like hit the same punch. So, you know, I I, I kind of value that they just wanted to get these songs out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they can, you know, they can pump the brakes for the next one. Yeah. They, yeah. They, so Frozen yeah. Crown, um, definitely an extremely talented, uh, relatively new band to follow. Check it out. Yeah. All right. So that was most consistent. Um, our other most consistent. Well, we, yeah. we have we have one more consistently yeah, good. Yeah, we've got yeah. one more consistently good band. Let's talk about Storm Warrior. Storm Warrior. Storm yes, they're, Warrior. They're, their first album in like five years just came out like a couple days ago for us. It's uh, Norsemen. And by God, is it about Norsemen? It's so consistent that the album art is the same. It's like um a <laughs> ship with red and white sails. And it's like going towards you. And that's the same album art as their 2015 album. As, uh, it's also mostly the same as Heading North. Yeah, it's, well, that, it's which is just a ship. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. I'm assuming that that direction is north, and that's where they're it's heading. The same ship. Yeah, of it's course the same it's going ship. north. Yeah, of course it's going north. Where else, where else would, would you be... go? Yeah, it's south? the most badass cardinal direction. <laughs> north. Yeah, like this album. I think it was. It it's exactly what I needed it to be, which is just the really fast, really riffy, really riffy storm warrior. Catchy Storm Warrior stuff. No ease though, which is unfortunate, but that's, that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like this album was like Viking themed, but musically it didn't sound that Vikingy to me. It just sounded like fast balls to the wall power metal, and there's Viking stuff in the lyrics. Yeah, they don't do like the folky Viking like symphonic stuff like some other bands do. Like they're not. Like Enzephirum. Yeah, I would never call this like epic metal, right? No, it's Quote, just unquote, like not really. it's normal it's, power metal. It's like power speed metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I, I, I was like in the mood for some power speed metal when this hit earlier this week. So, you know, it's it's one of the tops of the year with because of recency bias, probably. And that's that's the gamble that you uh you run by releasing an album at the end of the year. You get put on a more top ten list if you release yeah, an album in November. It's fresh in people's memory. <laughs> Why do you think all the Oscar bait movies come out in like November, December? It's strategic for sure. So good job, uh, Storm Warrior. Always heading north, never, never south or east. Consistently heading north. Consistently uh, heading north. North is good. That's up. Always yeah, going that's up. up. But you know, there's some people who are always like going a direction. <laughs> it like may east, or may maybe. not like probably like south east southwest um but they they've consistently made an album and it is an album and it is not good or bad um it's yeah the same <laughs> it's like consistently meh <laughs> <laughs> and what might those be 
Um, Hammerfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree with that. Hammerfall puts out an album every like, what, like two years. And it's always like, yep, that that's a Hammerfall album. Yep. Which it sounds kind of dis- dismissive, but it is. that's how I feel every time I listen to it. I'm like, oh, I, there's one song I remember, maybe. I think their last real good album was like Unbent About Unbroken. Probably. Like 2005. Yeah. I could I could agree with that, yeah. How about Iron Savior? Their album this year was fine. <laughs> it sounded like Iron Savior. Oh my god. They're, like, they're right up there too. I didn't listen to it. I, I kind of lost interest. <laughs> I think I listened to it and then immediately forgot about it, but I like was fine with it while I was listening to it. Yeah, I wasn't bored listening to it, but it didn't Okay. It wasn't like mind breaking. I feel like it doesn't Iron Savior don't have the same punch that they had back in like the 2000s but like they always have like well made well produced albums it just I think the songwriting is just a little stale speaking of stale (laughs) (laughs) um what do you guys think about Sabaton everyone knows what we think about what's their album what's what's their album called again like the the great war 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 of wars Is it the Great War of the or the War of the, the Wars? Of I wars. literally have no idea. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's and the, the great song war. is the when end is of the, the war to end all wars. Yeah, like the war to end all the wars. We Can were we just, super that's close. A good song. It, it's I, just I, war, I war, like that war. That's just, that know. should be the next album. Just war. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like this is like a fast and the Fast and the Furious. Like eventually, just oh, dude, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Savaton is the Fast and the Furious of power. No, what, what, yeah, wait, except wait. they're not I'd really fast. Not with fast the, the name. Furious, that's a little misleading. Yeah, Fast and the Furious actually changes. Like the the latest movie that's a spin off with new two new characters. The main character is oh, gone. Yeah. It's like well, it's a they keep that's it not, fresh. That's not no, but it, yeah, it's the main line because now, like Vin Diesel is now the the third most interesting bald pe- bald person in that series. So. <laughs> Ball people. Uh, Ball people. <laughs> Didn't realize that was yeah, the because, category. Because now yeah. you have The Rock and and Jason Statham that are top billing instead of him. So wait, so. which which Sabaton album is Tokyo Drift then? Uh, one of the old ones. <laughs> I'm not sure. Carol's Rex. <laughs> oh, it's the one with um, Shiro Yama on it. Because that's the only one I can think is like remotely Japanese theme. But now I have. That was I last have, stand. That was but, like the last album. But now I have like the good Shiroyama stuck in my head by Enforcer because I literally do not care about Sabaton. Yeah. Sorry, all power metal fans ever. I don't care about Sabaton. Yeah, we're not fans. Kind of boring. We yeah, we, we actually not. saw, we talked about this, but we saw uh, the live performance that they had at Vaken, was it? With the two stages. We watched yeah. it online watched on the, the stream, stream. Mm-hmm. and it was really interesting. As everyone says that Sabaton's live shows are great, and it looked like it was a great time. They brought in old members uh, to fill out two stages, and they had a full choir of military people, and there was explosions and fire, and it lasted I don't know how long. It seemed like a lot of fun, but like being in there must be great. Listening seven times to Wing Hussars is not that great. <laughs> if you want to listen to Wing Hussars some more, um, go to YouTube and type in 
what is it? The state of power metal. <laughs> the absolute yeah, state the absolute of power metal. The absolute power state of power metal. And that'll be like Kyle's contribution to the yeah. internet. And you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> love Wing to Sars after that. You're gonna love full moon after that. <laughs> you're gonna love full moon and love Wing to Sars. But yeah. Um sorry, not sorry, Sabaton fans. I just think there's more there's stuff that's worth my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah more to, than that. to to reiterate what Sabaton has gone on record in interviews saying. Quote, it's more you're going to get more of the same stuff. End quote. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? If fans like that same stuff, great. They're going to keep making it. If you want to listen to something else, listen to, I don't know, not Sabaton. Yeah. (laughs) Like the several other albums that we are mentioning today. Yeah. Yeah. Such as our Prog Power or Power Prog albums of the year. Yeah, so this is stuff that is this is not Sabaton um, because there's complex song structures and interesting oh, songwriting. We're getting and into the <laughs> into the statements of the episode. We're getting into yeah. the big boy topics. Yeah. yeah, so I am. We've talked about these already, but best prog power albums of the year. Um, no Let's questions asked. Let's go one, go around one by one. All right, Andrew, you go first. Tanagra Meridium. Agree. Yeah, uh, Tanagra is my favorite of, of the prog powers. And um, shout-outs to Dimhov just yeah, for Dimhav's being my new runner-up. and I, innovative. The funny thing about... So, like, Tanagra and Meridium uh, and Dimhov Royal Flame are both, like, right there for me. The funny thing is, I think my least favorite part of Tanagra was the vocals, and then Dimhov comes out with Daniel Heyman, who I love. So, I like, okay, I just want Tanagra songwriting, but with uh, Dimhov's vocals, and be, boom, perfect rock power. I appreciate Tanagra's vocalist. I like Tanagra's vocalist. I think I think he has like a ethereal kind of delivery, and he has a few different singing styles, and I think it works. I thought he just got a little boring. <laughs> the songwriting was tailored to him, so that's oh that's yeah, good. absolutely, yeah. Okay, so those are Tanagra and Dimhoff. Um, I'd like to give a sh- a brief shout out to Solaris. Um, they released an album in 2019 called Darkest Days. So, um, yeah, you guys, I think we, we touched on Solaris, maybe, I don't know, maybe not at all. But I, no, they I've are talked from, about Solaris. Yeah, you have. They're from Canada, and they're kind of like in the, in the prog power style, like fellow Canadians Borealis. And I would say listen to them if you're a fan of Symphony X. Um, they, have a, they have a bright vo- uh, a, a vocalist, female vocalist with bright vocals. And she has a very powerful delivery. And it's a really great uh, contrast to the guitar chugs. And I think that I haven't had much time to sit with Darkest Days, but I think this album is like secretly really good. It's mostly pretty up-tempo prog power songs. There's two ballads, but they're like gorgeous. They're like really well done ballads. And um, if you haven't heard them, the song that they made a music video for is called Limbo. And it's, I think it's pretty representative of how much they improved since their debut. So this is like a Canadian or overall prog power band to look out for. Yeah, it's called Solaris Darkest Days. I want to mention again, Rhapsody, because it's great. I don't know if it's prog power or not, but it's um, it Something? probably is all the <laughs> all the subgenres ever. Symphonic, yeah, everything progressive, combined. power. <laughs> no, it's fuck. new math, new genre. New math, Ooh. new genre. The the, yeah. the phone who does it's beyond song, our com- yeah. it's beyond our comprehension. The honestly. songs I am, the song I am is like a fucking trip and it's amazing. It goes it's got through that everything. Sexy sax in it. 
Yeah, yeah. it has the sudden, uh, the, the weird, like the queen harmonies and the, the opera moments, and then it goes back into the popish lyrics, the, the sax thing, the orchestra, the scenes, because there's a lot of scenes in this. And it, how how do you make Orchestra. all these super electronic sounding synths mer merge so well with the traditional orchestral sounds? It's just great. And saxophone. So we now because... have two big uh, like power and proggy ish tracks called "I Am" between Theocracy and yeah. Julio Leone Rhapsody. So if you're a, if you're a big boy feeling real ambitious, name your song "I Am." Oh, I know, right? It. You're like, I'm so badass. I only need three letters to name <laughs> my song. All right. So while we're on the the note, uh, well, while we're talking about like huge ambitious things, let's talk about symphonic power metal. Um, this is this is kind of I, I don't know. I feel like there's people who love symphonic power metal, and then there's people who are like, meh, guitars only, meh. But <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about some symphonic, symphonic power. Symphonic power is like the most epic of all kinds of music. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I feel like, okay, so so you guys who love symphonic power, this is this is your thing. Um talk about let's talk about Opera Magna. Opera Magna is in a Spanish band. See. Si. And they actually released this year um an EP which is the third EP in a f that form a full album. And you should listen to the full album. That's what I'm counting it as a full album now for 2019, even though technically two thirds of it already came out before. Well, it's like a concept that they're releasing it's, parts, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a full on concept thing. It's orchestra based, but there's also uh, metal instrumentation, and it's just amazing. That's the word. That's it's amazing. And the full version is the Delamore y otros demonios, right? Yeah, it's of love and other demons. Ooh. And and it's great. How high concepts. Honestly, as usual, even though it's in Spanish, I, I didn't pay attention to any of the lyrics, but I still love it. So maybe the story makes it even great. I need to look yeah, into that. It, it came out the start of this year, and it, I, I missed this one, so I listened to it for like 15 minutes before we jumped on the call here, and it was sounding really good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into more of that later. Yeah, I got to I got to half listen to it at work last week, and it was pretty good from what I was able to catch. Don't let this fly under your radar. Look for okay. Opera Magna, and I will give it, it a out. try. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't hate every symphonic power. I thought Ancient Bards. Origine was really good. Oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, this, this is my symphonic so power of the good. year. Absolutely. No, this was amazing. This it's is great. like this is like Rhapsody that isn't Torelli Leone done right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, this is uh, like it's like such good symphonic power metal. Like my my crowdfunding money was put to good use here, I think. The production on this album, the songwriting performances are all top tier. Like it, it's got some twinkles, it's got some like crazy epic choruses. The like, shit, there's my earphones. Uh, the <laughs> duality uh, between uh, what the hell is I talking about? The uh, the Sarah's like more like operatic uh, vocals, and then the harsher vocals as well. All the choirs and shit. 
Yeah, shout outs also to the bass player in Ancient Bards. For real. He's, yeah, he's yeah. he's the same guy that plays bass in Neobliviscaris. And yeah, if you wanted if you ever wondered what Rhapsody sounded like with like really intricate bass lines, listen to Ancient Bards. He reminds me a bit of Angra's bass player style of playing on power. That it's just let's not just follow the guitars. Let's do something interesting. No, let's do our own thing and like fucking like create our own songs. melodies in the bass. Yeah. The, the final song, The Great Divide, the long epic, is just great. Everything is great in this album. It's yeah, so this album good. came out really early last year and I'm like, man, I still like this. So yeah, was uh, you I don't was... you don't have to come out in like November to be on people's album of the year list. I think you need to either come out early because then like it has time to kind of like settle in your mind and for you to be like it to become like a regular thing you go back to. Yeah. Or it has to be recent so that it's at the it's fresh at the top of your mind. If you come out middle of the year, like in like June, that's when you're asking for trouble. Album release strategies. Huh. Now I'm curious. Rhapsody came out in July. Oh, but they transcend all logic. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't count. Okay, last symphonic power album we want to talk about is Shadow Strike, Legends of Human Spirit. You guys go. I don't know. <laughs> Andrew, you love this one, right? I did love this album. It was great. Wonderful. I didn't get a chance to listen to it recently. Oh, no. But I'm sure it was great while it lasted. <laughs> um, I am yeah, very a, excited to good see debut. them next year, presumably at Mad With Power. Oh, presumably. Is that official? It's not 100%. It's a, oh my it's God. A, it's a guess at the it's moment. A we have it's no a, liability. It's a substantiated if... guess. Biscuits, fake news again. Uh, it's fake news. We have no liabilities if anyone decides to buy Mad With Power tickets expecting Shadow Strike and they're not there. Mad With Power is two days now. Oh. It is two days now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. They like soft when they like, they're like, by the way, Unleash the Archers can't headline. But also, it's two days now, and we have five more bands coming. It's like, Surprise. oh shit! Maybe it's too like it's too kind of soften the blow when they said Unleashed Archers couldn't come. It sounds like whatever whatever they got lined up, which probably includes Shadow Strike. And I don't know, but Seven it, Kingdoms. It's like a bunch of pixelated band logos. I guess you can guess. People were like lining up logos on the pixelated. Poster. Oh my god! Like that sounds kind of fun. I kind Shadow of Strike yeah. looks like it fits. <laughs> As does Seven Kingdoms and A Sound of Thunder. That would yeah, be really and, cool. Uh, Ty was at uh, Rapid Fire Fest, and he's like, oh, and he posted that some of the band, or at least one band there, that's is going to be at Mad with Power, but hasn't been announced yet. Ooh. And there weren't many choices there. It was like Twisted Ooh. Tower Dire or Shadow Strike, <gasps> both of which Ooh, I'm fine. I'd be down with And either. Shadow Strike also shares a guitarist in Taylor Washington, the Paladin, who is playing at Mad with Power Fest. Oh, so. Easy. Hmm. He'll already be there. So this is a lot of evidence, but it's all just like, this is still a guess. Yeah. No guarantees. Matt Crace of Shadow Strike is playing very, very victim-y on Facebook about not being at Mad of Power Fest. More so than usual. So What does that mean? That's like opposite land. (laughs) Is it a trick? It's a trick. (laughs) It's reverse psychology. Oh my God. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Okay, let's talk about folk power metal. There's only one band that we want to highlight this year in terms of folk power. We'll talk about folk mellow death later because power metal first. Um, yeah, folk metal Wind covers Rose. a lot of styles. Yeah, yeah we, have, like- we, have, we have way more later, but, but, but this is the power metal podcast, so we're going to talk about Windrose. Yeah, Winter I really Saga. liked 
uh, Wind Roses Winter Saga album. I, I went back and gave it a few more listens after the last time we talked about it. And I think these guys really have something good going on with the, the dwarven gimmick, but it does lead to some like really good orchestral, folky melodies. It's a lot of fun to listen to, but it still feels really melody. It doesn't feel like stupid and gimmicky, despite obviously being stupid and gimmicky. <laughs> stupid <to me. laughs> these, these guys have a lot more to them than just like the meme songs that they put on YouTube to get more attention. Hey, it's a good marketing tactic. Yeah. It's fine. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Um, speaking of meme songs to put on YouTube, let's talk about. Um, is this even a fucking category? <laughs> we twinkle, joked about making this a twinkle category. metal of the year. Who approved this? I think I did. It's the twinkle metal of the year. You. All right. It's, all your fault. it's a good category. Okay. Whatever. I have. So what is I have? Metal? I have no liability in all this. This is this is you three. <laughs> all right. Twinkle Metal is those like symphonic e ish, whether it's real or fake, power metal tracks or songs or bands that just have lots of those Disney style twinkly sounds in the background. Ugh. Yeah, we should. So, we will stop calling it Disney Metal just in case. Yeah, I fucking we don't hate Disney. Be They're like eaten by the mouse. No, it's not. It's not. No, mouse it's will not, come at us hard. Yeah, I I am not gonna like give Disney any credit. They are like corporate and evil and whatever anyway let's talk about twilight force <laughs> twilight force released the third album with a different vocalist different colored dragon, different different dragon. dragon. Yeah. yeah so now we're Guys, on okay the- right here we're gonna have this on record take your predictions for the color of the dragon on the next twilight force we've album. had red we've had purple and we've had white correct green 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 on uh i'm gonna say blue i'm feeling green. sapphire <laughs> Sapphire. Oh, sapphire. Yeah, sapphire. Sapphire, sapphire could yeah. work if they bring back the sapphire dragon. Could be I think the sapphire yeah. dragon. Well, maybe they'll Blue's make a good. they'll make a music video uh, with I'm gonna the say sapphire emerald. dragon in it. Emerald. Emerald. Ooh. What if it? What if they mix up? They go for black. They like do like a dark Ooh, black emerald. dragon. And dark. Oh, that, that, that would be twinkly. Dragon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, aside aside from right. dragon color, um, yeah. Thoughts on this album? It's okay. It was like. Way better than I, I think expected it to be. I didn't have super high hopes. Yeah, for I it. think none of us expected anything, honestly, yeah. because of the vocalist change. And the single just didn't sound great. Conti just didn't sound great on that song. I single. think it. I think he works really well in this album. I was like actually pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, the the first song they put out, like "Night of Winterlight," I think is one of the weaker ones. You know, classic uh, approach. Putting a not great yeah. song as well, the lead, single. Lead with your worst songs. That's how you do I, it. Yeah. I still think uh, if they are still with Conti for the next album, that should be way better than this one. Because to me, this I, one yeah. still sounded like songs that were already tailored for uh, Christian and not adapted sure. to Conti. And it could be way better writing for his type of voice, which is very different. Totally. You know what my favorite tracks were from this album? The 2007 demos of Chance <laughs> oh, the Dragon of Wisdom and Forest. No, they're amazing. They're like gritty and they're less power twinkly. metal. And yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ancient Bards fun. was pretty twinkly, but I think it belongs more in like regular symphonic power than twinkle yeah, that's, power metal. That's like regular symphonic power metal. We're just making up shit here. Um, <laughs> So, do, yeah. do they beat Shadow Strike for Twink Metal of the Year? Twink Metal? they're both real twinkly. God. I don't know. Okay. Um, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Twilight Force is better. Yeah. No offense to Shadow Strike. I love okay. Shadow Strike, but Twilight Force is better. Yeah, Twilight Force is Twilight Force is like a pretty popular band at this point. I think they're like they're like one to be contended contended maybe, with. Maybe give Shadow Strike two more albums and three more dragons. Um, yeah, more albums, more dragons. Next, we have cover of the year. So these are like power metal covers of Let, let's start songs, let's start I with guess. the with the easy one. So Dragon Force. Yeah. Dragon Force made uh a sort of cover that to many of us is not that unexpected. It makes sense, but to a lot of people it's like shocking. So we have Celine Dion's classic Titanic song, My Heart Will Go On. And it's exactly what we wanted Dragon Force to do with it. So it's good. Yeah. Dragon Force is really good at their covers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. They really are. And turning this kind of slow pop song into a fast power metal shred, it's, it works. It works pop songs nice. are, translate to power metal. Exactly. This isn't the first like fast version of My Heart Will Go On cover that I've heard, though. In high school, I really liked pop punk and Newfound Glory did a My Heart Will Go On cover. And I fucking loved it because I am trash and I really liked pop punk. <laughs> but that's okay. It's perfectly fine. Yo, I like I know. Pop punk no, it's well. okay. I, I embrace my trashness. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, this is a really, this, it, this Dragon Force cover is quite, it was quite a surprise and it was like, ooh, this is nice. Oh, I like this. Oh God, I'm so bad. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Like a really small band named Battle Dragon that covered this song as well, like a few years ago. Oh so. yeah. I vaguely remember that. They're like a YouTube, like, I don't know. They band, do like right? weird stuff on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Cool. Battle Dragon. They also nice. covered a, a Shakira song. Uh, whenever, Which one? wherever, and they really? mashed it up. Oh my god, they, they mashed it up with Eagle Heart Shakira by fan. I, I, Don't don't really hold out on this. Send he this. loves Shakira. I need, I need that link because I was actually working on that as well. I have okay, it like yeah. it's a it's a mix up with Stradivarius and it's really dope. I'm gonna send it to oh you. Oh my god, Shakira and Stradivarius, a match made in power metal heaven. <laughs> yeah, go okay. Shakira. Um, yeah, other cover that we really loved is uh, Unleash the Archers. Northwest Passage. That was a pretty this good song. This is one of my most listened to songs this year, I think. Oh my I've, god. Really? I've had it on repeat, yeah. This cover uh, was amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I like the cover. Yeah, so the original is, uh, it's like a Canadian folk song. It's a sea shanty by, it, it's on YouTube by Stan Rogers. I don't know if he's the original composer. But apparently, I'm not Canadian, so Canadians, please correct me if i'm wrong but this is like the second national anthem kind of thing like it's a very well-known folk melody and so it turned into a power metal song it turned into a power metal song it's very it yeah it, it, it's a it's a slow build-up though yeah the first half of the song is slow but then it gets fast which might throw off some people but no like, this is a but super it's fucking well awesome cover. yeah yeah like, yeah I, unleashed archers just, I don't know. I feel like they got really good since they put out Apex. Like, I really Apex, like them now. It looks like it might not have been a fluke. They might still no, be good. They might still be. I feel like they're good now. Yeah, Britney sounds as awesome as, as always. Oh I my think gosh. they got a lot yeah, better production. I think they got like, the deal with Napalm. They probably got some good contacts there. Yeah, and they just like learn how to like compose really well. So, yeah. 
awesome. The music right. video for Northwest Passage is really weird and completely unrelated to the song. I, I I like the video a lot. I thought it was really fun. I like the video too. I watched a little like um when Brittany explains the video. Yeah. So she explains it's the like plot. a yeah, it's like an alternate universe uh kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a Rick and Morty like alternate yeah. universe evil yeah. Britney's coming for you thing. Yeah, it's like the when when um, versions of yourself in a parallel universe somehow like overlap and end up in the same place. Kind which of has thing. nothing to do with exploring with the Northwest passages, Passage, like which a is, sea thing. Which is fine. <laughs> when the West Passage might be a portal into the dimensions. Hey. Oh. Hey, instead of just a like sea trade route or anything. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about, let's talk our, about the real, number yeah, the the cover. Cover our, the our number one cover of the year. So we um, found this literally, what, an hour and a half ago at this point? Yeah, right before we started this episode, <laughs> we listened to it, all of us. And, oh my God. Oh, uh, we're so, ha- so, I'm so happy we did. It's amazing. Okay, Vision Divine did a cover of Rusty Nail by X Japan, and it's like the greatest thing that has ever they sing covered. in Japanese. It's, it's such so a good yes. cover. It's yeah. a really good cover. They they did all the things that make the song what it is, and they added some things here and there, making it their own. And it's it's great. The vocals are great. The drumming is sick. They changed a bit the drum solo, but it fits this drummer's style, so it makes sense, and it sounds great. There's a lot of cool scenes. Uh, on top of the original parts, the guitar solo is yeah. different as well to accommodate this style of uh, of guitar playing, and it fits with the song, and it's grandiose and it's so well done, oh, so nice. Oh my god, yeah, definitely Vision Divine. This cover just like elevated Vision Divine to like definitely best comeback. <laughs> yeah, definitely like <laughs> of, on- <laughs> of the year. Yes. And when we saw like the track list uh, be announced for when all the heroes are dead, and we're like, "Rusty nail cover." What? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm gonna order find it for. I'm for gonna months. order this it didn't thing. Exist. I'm gonna yeah. order this thing from Japan. <laughs> I'll Get that bundle Japanese shipping. CD for like yeah. fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Like my my husband wants a Japanese CD too, so you know we're probably gonna save on shipping. I guess. Yeah. So order two things instead of one. <laughs> that's an anniversary gift right there. I don't yeah. know what yeah. your guys' anniversary is. It's soon, um, isn't it? Oh, actually, yeah, my my one year wedding anniversary <laughs> is is in a week. Well, yeah, we're oh. married for a year, and we didn't murder each other, which is wonderful. <laughs> you know how like certain like year anniversaries be like, oh, you're supposed to get this traditional nice gift. No, no, the we're gonna get is Japanese the Japan anniversary. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get Japanese albums. Like he really wants the Humpback's first album. It's like a Japanese rock band. Yeah, we're both like really into music. Like different kinds of music, but you know, music. I'm, I'm still looking for that labyrinth CD for you. Oh, um, what is it? The uh, Heaven Denied Part Two. Yeah, Midnight Autumn's Dream. Yep, yeah. still looking for it. If I find a good deal on eBay, like I'd buy it, and I'll let you know. So you'll stop looking. But <laughs> everything on eBay is like super expensive. Um, for reference, guys, the 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 download that I got the cover from went up uh four days ago 
So it's very recent that yeah, it's put on la- last the Wednesday. Internet. Yeah, but like I don't know. I I feel like I I wanna I wanna give the band a shout out and like order the damn thing. Oh, for because, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, the, yeah. And the and Japanese also, edition also comes with a whole second CD of something. Of something. There's gotta be something oh. in there. It's it's literally two discs. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you guys know when it arrives and I find out whenever like the hell that ships to me. <laughs> All right, so those are covers. Let's talk about original songs. Let's of the get into year. the big categories now. Okay, yeah, I feel like this is really hard. I like I didn't really contribute anything to this category because I can't really pick a song of the year. So I think we're just gonna like list some songs that we really liked. Yeah, we're just gonna rapid fire this one. Yeah. Okay. Mm, um, I'll go first. Go. Because uh, I I started this list off. I put Avantasia as the Raven Child. Now, this song, it was debuted as a single actually in December of last year before the full album in February of this year. And back then, like immediately fell in love with it. And I'm like, this will probably be my song of the year for next year. And here we are. are. And this song is pretty much everything I want from Avantasia. It's big and epic. It has all these cool parts. It's got Hansi making his first appearance in Avantasia and he sounds wonderful. It's got Jorn and Tobias going off doing crazy things like this is a song I've come back to countless times over the last year, and it was an easy pick for me to to put as one of my tops here. Cool. Oh my gosh, the second song we have on this list is mm-hmm. nothing like that. Maybe. <laughs> um, it's, I also um, put this one on there because I've listened to this one a this lot. This song is amazing. Okay, Nanowar of Steel's Norwegian Reggaeton. It's a it's complete great. left turn from the last song, but it is amazing. It's amazing. It's a, it's a very well done like parody song. The black metal references are on point. Yeah, it's it's very true to the reggaeton style. It's yeah, it's an T-R-B-E actual it's an actual well. reggaeton song. Just adding guitars and yeah, and it's catchy. And they're about like dancey. killing people in fjords and like burning churches. Yeah, you know? everything. Everything's Desecrating there. tombs. Eating for all the family. Classic. I sent. Uh, that song to a friend of mine who's in Colombia. So he he likes metal a lot. And he likes uh, reggaeton because it's a lot popular. Oh, and he's that like, this means is he's gonna love oh. this. You have no idea yeah. how how many people uh, linked me this song because they're hey you, you're into metal right? Have you heard this? I, I just <laughs> really? found that's it so like from funny. The, from the people that listen to reggaeton that stumble upon it. Oh, that's that's amazing. I love it. I love how people are coming into it from both the metal side and the reggaeton side. Mm-hmm. That's the smart way to do it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Well done. Well done, Nano War of Steel. You know, Chris Bose told us he was planning a reggaeton song for Ailstorm, so now we can't do it. They beat him. Nano War beat him. Yeah. All right. I I guess the um the 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 mashup like parody scene is pretty competitive nowadays. (laughs) Yeah. The line of like where parody is and where just like. Where intentionally tropey power metal oh. is intentionally good song that happens to be where does the line get drawn i don't know yeah i feel like a good parody is so awesome though it's like this song is silly but it's so good mm-hmm. i think nanowar steel of all the like quote-unquote parody bands probably does it really well oh my gosh they're they're like legitimately good they yeah just they are great they're great very silly lyrics um, okay, so third song in our song of the year list that is not ordered at all is Majestica, Above the Sky. Yeah, this is uh, this is still in the songs that I put on because I was the first one to put notes in this document. Um, 
This is I agree. I, I would leave that there. Of the year. It's, it's, it's good. It's got like cr- pretty much everything I want. It's super catchy and uplifting. It's a lot. It's so much fun. It's kind of a tribute to Eagle Fly Free. It's really everything that makes Majestica's album so great, I think. With just the soaring vocals, it's uplifting, it's fun, it's powerful, it's catchy. It's, you know, everything you can ever want from power metal. It's got crazy, like, bass solos in it. Like, that's that's weird. You don't usually get that, except unless you're Ancient Bards. Yeah. Shoutouts to Majestica. It has self-aware lyrics about the chords that they're playing in the verse. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was so Fernando, funny. Uh, you, you know things about music. Were they actually playing those chords when they said they were? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Confirmed. Yes. I wanted to make sure because I'm not good enough at hearing those things yet. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly yeah. what they were. It's like we're writing this song, so we played the first. The first, I don't remember it exactly how it yeah. went, but it was the description of the song. I guess if um if you're if if your lyricist is falling behind, just 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 list your chords. It's fine. Just that, it that little self-aware thing, because it's kind of a a meta thing about power metal anyway, so it works for that context. It works yeah. for Hallelujah. So enough about my favorite songs. What do you guys got? Mm, next on my list. Okay, I don't know. I was on like a Japanese power metal kick for the past few weeks. Um, so I've been listening to Sue's uh, solo album, Vorvados, like pretty much since it came out, like early this year. But I just fucking love this track. It's uh, Sue featuring Fuki, the title is reason in all caps and see being the guitarist of galnerius fuki yes being the vocalist the, of unlucky morpheus un- unluck- unlucky morpheus slash lightbringer yeah Crossover this is episode. like this is like the a match made in japanese power metal heaven it's like amazing i feel like shu just seems to know how to write like really awesome verses and um and fuki's high high notes during the chorus are just like absolutely ridiculous and i think this is just like amazing song and there's a music video and they look very cool there's fire <laughs> everyone always looks there's cool. fire there's Hugh, like, playing guitar. He looks really cool. We didn't put music video of the year. Then, oh, you know, right. Fire is always a good way to do it. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't think I watch enough music videos to, like, yeah, informally, like, make. I mean, it's not like power metal is known for music videos anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my picks for music video of the year are uh, Glory Hammer Hoots Force and Ancient Bards, uh, the one that they had. Yeah. I haven't seen I'd, either uh, of them. I'd say Vision Divines. <laughs> Vision Divines was a good video. The, I haven't the even seen that video. one either. You didn't see that yeah, one, the one from the single? No, I don't watch music videos. Oh, no, it's the great because... walking down the street and just yeah. hears him practicing. Yeah, and you don't see his... Band. Yeah, it's like perfect. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like but they didn't have a singer more, while they were practicing, so they pulled this random schmuck what? off the street. Yeah. No. Oh, that was just a music video. Yeah, That's not yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, in real life. Is that the Angel of Revenge music video? Yeah. Yes. Oh, That was last year. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Okay, that song is still good. I think it's worth mentioning because Vision Divine made a thing this year. But anyway, more songs that we really like this year. Uh, Jupiter, Theory of Evolution. Um, more Japanese power metal. So this album is called, uh, by Jupiter, is called Zeus and then the Squiggle. Legends <laughs> Never Die <laughs> and Squiggle. Squiggle. I don't know what that, I don't, do you guys know what it's that the, it's what like that the Japanese quotation mark. No. Yeah, what? I don't know. The, oh the no, squiggle. it's a tilde. No. It's a tilde. Okay. 
I'm sorry. It's I thought it was the Japanese quotation mark thing. Wait, what? Block. What are you talking about? The little like no, right angle block. It's the squiggle. I don't know why they put it there, but it's there. It cool. And um, yeah, Japanese bands love putting all caps like in their titles, like track number five, show must go on in all caps. Um, this album was kind of a mixed bag, but Theory of Evolution, I think, is an amazingly well-crafted track. It's, it's um, orchestral. See, I do like a lot of orchestral stuff. It just has to be good. <laughs> this whole album was fucking wild, though. It was, oh, like, I know. all over the place. Every song was different. Every song was different, but... Some of it landed, this... some of it didn't. This just hits all of my like melodic symphonic JPM like desires at the time. Yeah, I think I was like listening to this album on repeat at the gym, and I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking love this." I still yeah, need to listen Ju- um, to this. Jupiter for fans of um, for fans of Hizaki for fans of Versailles. Yeah, it's symphonic, got JPM, it's got Teru and it. Hizaki doing their thing with a new album yeah. or with a new band. So yeah. Wait. Yeah, do it. Amazing. Wait. How do you say Versailles? Versailles. Versailles it, That's it's, how it's, it's French. Oh. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I'm French. A, yeah, I, yes. we are terrible at pronouncing bad names down here. I just call it ah. Versailles. Versailles. <laughs> ah. Oh, maybe that's the oh, Because gosh. just we just read it like we I never heard it pronounced correctly. Version? So oh. I, ju- I just read the, the, the letters in Spanish. I, I must do this for a lot of albums. God damn That's it. That's so funny. You Spanishify <laughs> everything. Twilight Force. Blades of... Oh, I'm like oh, thinking yeah. out loud. Twilight Force. Yeah, okay, Blade let's, let's move on Steel. to our list. Yeah, My okay, let's God. talk about Blade of Immortal what a track. Steel. It's, it is a, yeah, you, you missed us raving about this last episode, oh, but man. It's, this one's dope as hell. Yeah, it's a 12 and a half minute fucking epic closer off of Dawn of the Dragon Star, the album that I didn't think that I would like. That, like, it, it's everything, man. What, what, what in your words, because you didn't get to talk about this with us last time, what, what makes this song so good for you? I, I love the, the, like, Asian bits that are in it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know oh why my God. they're there, but they're done really well. <laughs> I love like, how like you independently Chinese use that. Whatnots going on. What? I like how you immediately like independently use that to yeah. describe the 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 the. the that was like a whole bit last time. Is yeah. that what you guys said? Yeah. That is totally what we said last time. We were like, oh, God, we're not racist. It's fine. Yeah, like, it's got these weird imperial Chinese, like, melodies going on for some reason. <laughs> imperial Chinese. And it shouldn't work, but it does. It works it really well. All right. Um, yeah, Twilight Forest. Uh, inspired by... It's a, it's a great song. Ancient China. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next is Idle Hands. Um, we can't decide which song we love the best. Yeah, so not we're just gonna list. Not strictly all of power them. metal or really power metal. No, at this all. is not. This is not power metal at all. It's. I'm not even sure if I would say this is metal. It's like for fans of the Cure and goth rock. <laughs> it's more uh, than that. But yeah, we got uh, Nightfall or Give Me to the Night or. Dragon, Dragon, why do you cry? Why do you cry? Oh my god, it's just so melancholy and sad. Or maybe, like, maybe really any intense. song off of that album is really good. Oh, yeah. 
Double this negative. This is my most. This is oh yeah. I love just like screaming suicide a lot. <laughs> um, this is my most listened to album of the year because I'm a sad, sad soul. Uh, agreed. I, I, I think love it's it. my number one. Yeah, listens. my heart is draped in darkness by scrabbles, and I just, I and I just enjoy one. going Ugh, every five seconds. Ugh. So this album that we're going to talk about next, this song doesn't have any oofs at all. In fact, there's no vocals at all. Hizaki, Back to Nature. Yeah. Hizaki's got uh, a sweet new EP. Came out like four Queen days of ago. of the Night. Yeah, so I don't know. I haven't had much time to sit with this, but I feel like I'm going to love it. it. So if you are familiar <laughs> with Hizaki, it is Hizaki from Versailles or Jupiter or any number of other projects. It is his solo album or his, his solo project, I guess, where he just uh, does instrumental for 30 minutes at a time. And I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> it sounds it's great. great. It's great. Yeah, it's all the best parts of, like, Jupiter slash Versailles. So my, yeah. my favorite song on it, which is definitely up there on Song of the Year material because I am a huge Versailles fan, is uh, Queen of the Night. It's just a straight-up Versailles track. It's got some of their real iconic riffing in it. So I guess that's Hazaki's iconic riffing, but Yes. It sounds straight up like a like a Versailles track. Sweet. Cool. Yeah, I look forward to spending more time with this album. And last but not least, um to really Leone Rhapsody's um we couldn't decide which song was the best, so we just listed all of them again. <laughs> we have DNA. I don't even remember the actual title of the song. It's DNA, the actual title of the song. Demon and De- Angel. Demon, Demon and, and angel. angel. Demon and Angel. Demon. <laughs> Demon and Angel. And Angel. That's and with the N capitalized. Such a great song. So, they, they, was this the first single or the second one? I think it was the, the second. second. The second no, it was Phoenix, Phoenix Rising, Rising first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this is the second one, and it, and it was I don't know. It's it's like the the poppiest song of the album, and it's, it's still the poppiest it, song of the album. And but it's, it's still amazing. crazy and great. I know. Okay, <laughs> it's like a so, beautiful duet yeah. with Fabio and what's her face from Amaranth. Yeah, F- Elise from Amaranth. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, it's. I I I love every guest vocal thing that she's been on some other great tracks on here i am with the i just know that's the saxophone one. yeah that's yeah, we already talked about long. it but, uh, mm-hmm. what a great yeah, song but- andrew you're a fast radio burst kind of guy aren't you i am a fast radio burst kind of guy uh, that's my favorite song in the album purely because it's the only one i can remember um because the rest the rest of it is too much for your feeble yeah. mind probably i really yeah. enjoy the the sax bit in i am as well but yeah, Fast Radio Purse is the only song that I can but, really remember. Yeah, really other than DNA uh, and Phoenix Rising. Yeah, oh, Phoenix Rising. Like yeah. the big like epic one at the end with just tons of shit going on. Oh my god! Decoding yeah. the multiverse was also good. Decoding the, the multiverse. This, al- this album is sort of like in itself um, needs to be decoded because it is a multiverse. <laughs> That's yeah. a good description. I think it's like the last. Uh, a last song shout out because I've just listened to it a lot in the last week is one off of Storm Warriors album. Two of the most standout tracks for me on that one are Storm from the North and Sword Dane. Those are both catchy as hell and super just like rah. 
that's ah. okay. That's, that 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 was very convincing. There you go. That's all you need. All right. So those are a bunch of our categories of stuff that we really liked, and a bunch of songs that we really liked. So if somebody like were to force you to pick one album in the power metal category as album of the year, actually, should we do in the power metal category? What? Yeah. Well, that's okay. what we did this for. Okay. Top power metal album of the year like don't try to be cool just like instinctively say what it is go Wait, a whole moment we've been waiting just for one pick one pick for one for me pick majestica one. above the sky nerd no judgment fun oh it's God. too fun i don't think i have an answer for this, <laughs> this i, I definitely don't don't have one <laughs> there's been a lot of good stuff this year it's hard to pick I had trouble it's, narrowing it down so to even like five. Like this is why we have so many categories and listed so many bands and albums yeah, and songs in every category. Stuff we want to talk about. We don't yeah. decide. At least I can't decide on one thing to be. Can you the pick best. like three? The ones uh, I don't know. Does Rhapsody count? Yeah, you've got a few on here. That, does Rhapsody count? As power metal yeah. anymore? Sure. Like, sure, no yeah, sure, sure, sure. Everything is confusing a now. Good pick. Yeah, and probably Ancient Bards, Origine, and Opera Magnus. All right. Okay. So fair. you're a symphonic kind of guy this year as well. I'm a symphonic kind of guy, yeah. Yeah. Symphonic done right. you, Biscuit? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, Twilight Force, Dawn of the Dragonstar. Nice. I didn't okay. think it would be my album of the year. Like eight months ago. That's a surprise for you, actually. Yeah. I would not expect that out of you. But it's really, really good. At least insofar as power metal goes. I also saw that they do actually have a blue dragon art already. Oh. They released uh, Dawn of the Dragon Star uh, as a single with art, and it has a blue Ooh. dragon. Is so it sapphire? So now they have a purple, a red, a white, and a blue dragon in art. But it, it, does the blue count as sapphire? It looks kind of sapphire -y. Okay, it's a sapphire dragon. Uh, I'm thinking either green or black for the next one. Yeah, I think green. Green's green. Green a pretty green. standard dragon color. Yep. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to combine heavy and power metal? Yes. <laughs> sure. You are. For, for um, you, we'll allow it. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so honestly, I'm going to be like super fucking honest. My, my album of the year is going to be... Idle Hands, Mana, and Insomnium Heart Like a Grave. Well, I mean, if I, I, could, I, realized... if I could not do power, I would have said Idle Hands, Mana. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any power metal albums on my thing. Okay, so Chevalier, I... right? That's power Chevalier. Yeah. She she Chevalier. 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 Yeah, I do. Okay, I've got Traveler, Chevalier, uh, Lunar Shadow, That's Tanith. Like doom Metal, come on. Um... Lunar Shadow, they're like they're like heavy metal with like a bit of black metal elements. It's super good. They're like it's hella doomy on this new one. It. It's amazing. You know, doomy and a doomy side would be Smolder. Oh my god. Smolder is also Smolder is good for Facebook. Yeah. Oh, we're hella doomy, very bro. doomy. Yeah. Okay. And then I, yeah, my top two are for sure Idle Hands, Mana, and Insomnium, Heart Like a Grave. <laughs> Sorry, it's not power metal. It's okay. not power metal. <laughs> but that's what I got. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> I like your, a lot of power, power metal. metal album too. of the year is Glory Hammer, Legend from Beyond the Galactic Terror Vortex. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Fine. I'll take it. Whatever. Fine. Glory <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> How does that make you feel? 
Um, it makes me feel like I need a shower. Like you're untrue. But, um, I'll, I'll live with it. I'll live with it. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't just listen to only power metal, right? You would go fucking Yeah, insane. definitely. True. No, I would like start to fucking cry in a corner. Because um, <laughs> it'll just suck all the energy out of me. <laughs> so speaking of other things that aren't power metal, we sh- you know, yeah. we're coming to the end of the year here. We've listened to a lot of stuff both in and outside of power metal. So we should we should give some other little shout outs to other types of music. That oh, absolutely. I think there's crossover appeal to our audience of power metal nerds. Okay, let's start off with the not metal stuff, just because we're talking about others. Um, More on Police, A Boat on the Sea. Yeah, so More on Police is another project by the same guys who do Boys of Battle, which is you know amazing, as we previously discussed. Well, and now and that More on Police is out, that means Boys of Battle is next. Boys of Battle is next. But Ooh, not you guys to are discount excited, right? More on Police, because A Boat on the Sea is the album from this year, and it is so good. What is it, like, it's prog rock? A- it's a it's, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. It's a yeah. lot of things. It's like pop. It's got prog rock. It's got a little bits of metal here and there. It's got like folky stuff. It's they Straight call it just up a J-Rook. weird band from Norway. It combines so many genres into one strange album that's catchy and fun and weird. It's they have a song called the dog song, and he talks and it's like from the perspective of a dog. He's like, oh, I'm gonna make this guy pick up my poop. It's so weird. Would you call it's it? So much fun. Would you call it avant-garde prog rock? Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Boom. You can, this is an album you can literally call it anything you want. I highly recommend the uh, the last song. Isn't it easy? It, it's it's like if you took a power metal like epic closing track and made it like a weird poppy proggy thing. It's that sounds great. It tr- trust me, it works. Cool. Um, so that's more on police, a boat on the sea. Yeah. Sounds crazy. Like I kind of want to listen to it from your guys' description. You should. Um, I should. should. Yeah. Okay. So the next one that we want to talk about is a little more out there, I guess, in the metal <laughs> crowd. So let's talk about Billie Eilish. I really like Billie Eilish. Falls, that's for normal people. Uh, the album is called no. Let's let's not let's not let's not do this normal <laughs> shit. Not do that. But the album yeah. is called "When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?" So if you guys haven't heard this album, it's like a super minimalist, like electronic pop kind of deal. It's a fresh new take on pop, and it's a great. I'm not sh- direction Yeah, for I'm me. not sure if I. I'm not sure if I like it or I hate it. I keep I keep going back and forth. I like it a lot. At first, I was like, "You do okay." Yeah, at first I was like, yeah, I like this. This is kind of cool. And then I kept listening to it and I was like, this is hot garbage. I fucking hate it. And then I listened to it again. And I was like, okay, maybe there's like something here. And then I listened to it again and I was like, this is a rip off the XX. This is this is trash. There's it's it's just like, oh, I'm being edgy and minimal and like mumbling. And like, I don't know, it's not really that innovative. Like it's 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 a rip off the XX. I don't know. I haven't listened to that. Yeah, it's like it's like minimalist with like whispery vocals and like a guitar chord. Well, there's I don't think there's <laughs> a single guitar here. A guitar. No, the, but the Billie Eilish is a more like I don't know like pop and electronic driven version of that. XX has like a guitar chord and like mumbly vocals. The thing that I really like about this album is that it's now. Like it's the most popular, one of the most popular albums of the year all around. 
And I think that's good for mainstream pop because like now pop has been hip hop for a while. Yeah. And this is a fresh take on hip hop. And, and it's the work that uh, Billy's brother Phineas has done making this album sound like it sounds. It's just great. It's great to listen on headphones and, and it conveys a sense of anxiety and dread that's just eerie and and it does it so well and I can stop listening to it. I love it. You know, I think I sort of like I sort of understand that this is a refreshing take on popular music that isn't hip hop, but I feel like it's just it's just not that innovative. It's whatever. Like do you do you remember Lord released yes. an album in 2017 called Melodrama? Like that was absolutely like amazing yeah like and it's popular it's not hip-hop it's excellent songwriting um and it's not like this um i don't know i just i just feel like i lose credibility on billy eilish because she's like 15 don't don't she's, you go tell me how to be sad she's 17 <laughs> now but yes she's whatever little. whatever like girl you have no idea what fucking love is you're like 17 Like, don't, 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 don't talk to me. Just don't talk to me. <laughs> Love is buying an imported version of Vision Divine's new album for your anniversary. Yes. yes. From Japan. Yes. <laughs> And Billie Eilish will never know that joy. Not being a rich 15-year-old. <laughs> a rich 15-year-old. Yeah. But you know who might know what Love is more than Billie Eilish? Oh, Let's that? talk about... Um, She definitely does. Carly, yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen. She knows what love yeah, she's is. She's Canadian. They're, they know a lot about love. Carla Jepsen oh, yeah. knows all Absolutely. about love. Yeah. And heartbreak and loss. And making it through despite all that. <laughs> so what, what was her, her album this year? Uh, dedicated. And I am dedicated, dedicated. to it. <laughs> She. Okay. So earlier I said Idle Hands was my number one uh, album by listens and artist by listens this year. That was a lie. Um, my number one artist and <laughs> album news. by Scrabbles is uh, Carly Rae Jepsen and Dedicated. So you are a Carly Rae Jepsen super fan. I just wanted to seem tougher for, for all of you oh. guys. Yeah, the, yeah, oh, I, you I, don't I think need to we all try that. to... You can yeah. show your sensitive side here. This is a safe oh, yeah, space. Totally. That's the This true is a, a judgment-free zone. Unless you're Sabaton. Just kidding, you're all trash. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? So, Idle Hands so what was actually makes, played uh, more. What makes Dedicated so good to you? I haven't listened Dude, to it it's at just, all. It's just awesome. If you don't like Carly Rae Jepsen, you're not going to like it. But it's it's more Carly Rae Jepsen, but it's new. Oh. I don't know. It's she she keeps she keeps it fresh every album. Every album sounds different, but nice. still sounding like Carly Rae Jepsen, kind of like Galnerius. The Galnerius cool. of pop music. Like the Galnerius, Galnerius of, pop of pop music. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you want to get into Carla Rae Jepsen, uh, listen to Kiss, Emotion, Emotion Side B, and Dedicated. That's four cool. or five albums. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's totally, I, I feel like it's normal for people to listen to more than one subgenre of music. Like, I don't know. I, I, I got into a lot of like synth wave and dark wave because, you know, I 
my husband listens to that stuff and like I've shared metal with him and we listen to and like critique pop albums together like I think it's fun <laughs> like we had a long conversation about uh Billie Eilish last night which is like why I kept going back and forth on oh I love this oh this is hot trash um I think I've come to the conclusion that it is hot trash though so that's my final take I hate it <laughs> hot takes that's okay yeah we're yeah I hate it we're still friends it's, we're still friends um well we can uh we can agree on some yeah. atmospheric black metal maybe Probably mm, some Apple I think black? yeah, this is yeah, this is this is like me and biscuits thing. This, so. this, this might be my <laughs> yeah. favorite. This like might be my favorite metal genre at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I always like kind of go have an ap- atmospheric black metal phase, and then we just lump it in with post black too because it, it all sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, post black, atmospheric black. But yeah, what were what were some of your favorites for this year? Uh, my two favorite Atmo Black or Post Black albums this year were Everwinter, Deprivate Vitae, and that's atmospheric black metal. And my favorite Post Black metal album was uh, An Oblivion Above by Together to the Stars. Cool. I haven't heard the Together to the Stars. It's one, very good. That sounds worth checking out. Yeah. Um, I think we both heard sour, say, say or sour, say or, say or sour, um, forgotten paths is the album. Yeah. That one's really good. That was a really good, oh, yeah. a lot folksy. of black, but that one was dope. It was a real good folksy album. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. There's only four tracks and they're, they're like really 10 long, minutes long and they're like 10 minutes long. Sounds it's about very right. folky. Yeah. Is that the one with like the weird like barking sounds? Like the way he does like the growling vocals on one of the songs? It's Could a be. bit barky. There's like Everwinter has <laughs> has bird song in it. So if Ooh, you're a fan of bird song, bird song. Listen out. If you're a fan of birds, fucking love birds. This is getting into the weird stuff. Well, we didn't even get to the weird shit yet. We didn't talk about Ashbringer. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Ash, Ashbringer. Ashbringer is. I fucking love this. I don't even know what album. Ashbringer like, is anymore. Ashbringer. Um, they're from Minnesota, and they are a atmospheric black metal band. They their release in 2016 called Yugen was one of my absolute favorites that year. I would listen to it like in a bathtub in the dark, which is very spooky. That's this kind um, of music, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that kind of music. Um so Absolution is like super ethereal. Like it's very airy and spacey, but you also feel like you're in a dark forest and it's like quite intense. But yeah, it's really beautiful. It also has vinyl as the default listing on Metal Archives, which is odd. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I've just listened to it on uh, um, on Spotify and Google Play or whatever. Um, but yeah, this is totally worth it if you're into like if you're into the more um, like post sounding variety of this genre. If that, if those descriptions make any sense to you at all, because I know sometimes it just seems like I'm making up words. <laughs> I mean, we could kind of throw a wilderness in right here with this too. Yeah, actually, um, while we're making up words, let's talk about let's talk about some ultra prog. 
Wilderun. Yeah. Wilderun released an album this year called Veil of Imagination. And for some reason, it kept autocorrecting to Veil of Immigration (laughs) (laughs) on like my husband's phone. But yeah, it's called Veil of Imagination. And it's, they are from Boston, uh, USA. Um, And I would say this album is like symphonic ultra prog. Cool. It's pretty wild. It's a little um, bit of folksy stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would say it's a little bit folksy too. Um so I would say check this out if you like Opeth in the um Deliverance and Damnation era. Um and I kind of say both because within this album, actually within just the first song which is 14 minutes long, you have like a whole journey of like emotional acoustic guitar and vocal performance. And then it goes right into Melodeth style harshes with orchestra in the background. And that's just within one track. And if you don't like Veil of Imagination, they have two other completely different albums for you to check out as well. So give them a shot. Yeah. Yeah, actually, this is. I feel like this is more symphonic than Sleep at the Edge of the Earth. I like Sleep at the Edge of the Earth a lot more than Veil of Imagination. Yeah. It's it's definitely and more my style. Totally. Yeah, that album was, like, absolutely gorgeous as well. Um, but I think Veil of Imagination isn't just, like, ultra-pog wankery. Like, there's a bunch of really memorable melodies in it, too. So... Yeah, I think this is one of my favorites for the year. They remind me a lot of Caligula's Horse on the new album. A little bit. Oh, I feel like, um, I don't know, it's just really hard to compare Prague. Yeah, I would say like they are more opathy than anything, if that's a word. Opathy, yeah. All right. So our next category that we want to talk about is folk, because we've got we've got Kyle, who's a big uh, folk metal fan here. Yeah, I love me some folksy stuff. Uh, I was really yeah. into Elevati's new album this year, Ategnatos. I think is how you say it. This is like sure. the first full album with uh, Fabian as their new vocalist. Uh, I really, really like her. I think I actually like her better than the old girl. Uh, I think as far as this whole split with them and becoming seller darling, Elevati definitely ended up on the better end of that whole civil war but uh, (laughs) this album uh i think is pretty much everything that i like in elevated stuff where they really mix together like the heavier like like metal stuff along with the really catchy uh fun folksy stuff i think when they hit that balance between being not too heavy and not too weird with the folksy stuff is uh when they're is when elevated is at their best uh, I also really enjoyed their live show uh, where they played a bunch of this album, a bunch of other albums too. So I'm just uh, enjoying Elevadia at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. I I I think I feel like they would be a really fun band to see live, just because there's like so many of them. Yeah, because they've got like a dude on the flute, they got a <laughs> yeah, violin got girl, like, hurdy gurdy girl, crazy instruments that you would probably never see on a metal stage. Did you get to yeah. see them live, Kyle? Yeah, like a month ago. They How were really they? good. Yeah. I was, they were awesome. Sweet. Is the show with Corpa Clani probably one of my favorites uh, for wow. live shows this year? That sounds like a crazy show. It was. It was probably one of the most like lit shows I've seen at uh, at Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. All right. So the next band we want to talk about is in the folk category, and I cannot pronounce them for the, the life. Phantomer. of 
Ephenomer. Um, they are a they are a French melod- melodic death metal band, and their album is called Prokopton, like Biscuit said. Oh my gosh. Um, just look in the show notes. We probably butchered everything. Um, but yeah, this is like symphonic and folky melodeath. It's pretty high energy and there's really powerful kind of deep, harsh vocals, um, who is also sung by the guitarist. Her name is Marion. Um, it's quite heavy. I think they're really heavy on the rhythm guitars. They're fans. They're f- it's for fans of, um, I would say if you're an L of AT fan, you would love this. Um, also, it kind of reminds me of Ether Realm a little bit. Um, and they just toured in uh, Canada with our buddies Ravenous and the Almighty Alestorm. And that actually sounds like a really awesome show. I wish I yeah, for sure. was there for that. That sounds really crazy. It's a real solid, folky Melodeth album. Yeah. Um, Ephanomer Procopton. Look in our show notes because I don't know how to say this stuff. <laughs> All right. So the third uh, folk album that we wanted to highlight is Bork Nagar's True North. Bork Bork. Bork Bork. It's such a funny name. Yeah, so Borknagar is like Vintersorg's other um, project, I guess. And this, I feel like, is more Viking metal-y than uh, what's its face? It's very, it's very ambient <laughs> compared to Storm Warrior. Uh, yeah, but I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting like better. I'm getting more Viking-y vibes from this. Um, but yeah, obviously there's there's a mix of harsh and clean vocals. Um, it's a bit uh, black metal inspired. Um, I would say like check this out if you like folk metal or like Bathory's Hammerheart um, or like Vintersorg's projects in general. But yeah, Vorknagar's True North for your inner Viking heart. And it's real chill. Chill, but chill not not like to. not like not like sleepy chill, yeah. but like cold frost in the north. Yeah. Chill, <laughs> cold frost in the north. There you go. There's your new album. Yeah, yeah. I just I just named albums. All right. So the next section is traditional heavy metal. Um, I would I I don't even know what traditional heavy metal is, but I would say it's stuff that doesn't fall under power metal and doesn't fall under speed metal. It's power um, metal, but slower. <laughs> it's regular metal. Um, yeah. So one of my favorites from this year, like I mentioned before, was Smolder. Um, their album is called times of obscene evil and wild daring they're from canada and um they're categorized as doom metal but and i think i i get why this because a lot of it is a little it's like slow tempo but it's very intense and um the the vocalist for this band um like i just i feel like her delivery is so powerful like it sounds like sounds like a warrior like kind of drudging off into battle there's one track on this album though um uh it's called bastard steel and i feel like that's that's the one that kind of is the most power metally of all the tracks on this album it's a bit faster but yeah this is a solid heavy metal release for this year and then 
The second one on this on on my traditional heavy metal list is Idle Hands Mana. Obviously, we we fucking love this album. Album of the year. <laughs> album of the year. And then the final one that I just like to highlight is uh, Tanith in Another Time. So this almost borders on not metal. Like, um, I'm no expert on 70s heavy metal, um, but this has kind of an older sound. It's very guitar riff driven. Um, it was purposely recorded on analog to be very true to its style. Um, there's male, female, like dual vocal melodies. Um, and it, yeah, there's, there's, it's just, it's very like guitar melody driven. And I just love the harmonies. So this this was one of my most listened to album for this year. So check out Tanith. They're from New York. Um, yeah, they're really good. And lastly, I just feel like I'm talking a lot here. But um, I turned Yanni Metal into his own category. <laughs> Yanni of <laughs> because, many things. Yeah, we're talking about Yanni Limatainen, a former Sonata Arctica guitarist. So, and Sonata Arctica used to be power metal, so I guess this is this might be a stretch, but I feel like it's okay to include him here. Yeah. So yeah, his, this his was two the year. albums this year were both really good. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah. So this is this is. This may be the one year where Yanni has re will release two albums of his projects. So this is the year of Yanni. He released they released uh, Insomnium's Heart Like a Grave, which I feel like is album of the year for me. Um, and also Dark Element Songs the Night Sings. And these two albums are so different because Insomnium is like a mellow deathy thing and Dark Element's like a pop metal thing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It just shows you how, like, fucking versatile Yanni is. Yeah, so Insomnium is, like, this album is so melodic and emotional. It's a concept album. It's a bit more black metal-y than Shadows of a Dying Sun, but a bit more melodic than Winter's Gate. So I think it's a really well-balanced, um, like, mellow death album. Yanni does clean vocals in their single, Valediction, but... That's pretty much the majority of his clean vocal contribution. Um, the rest of it is like really long, like atmospheric tracks, like Pale Morning Star, and it's like very heavy and cold and wintry. And the closing track, Heart Like a Grave, is like a slow buildup, and it's just like absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, I just love to be like punched in the gut by this album. Dark Element, on the other hand, have you ever wished you heard Annette sing for Cain's Offering? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what that's what this is. This Until album, we get a new Cain's Offering album, this is uh, good enough. This yeah, so uh, that's what... Okay, like when um, Yanni and Annette first announced Dark Element, I was just like, oh my god, Annette sings for Cain's Offering. Okay. Um... But you guys heard the first album, right? Um, yeah, I heard both. Yeah, so that so the first album I thought was just like like remixes of Bye Bye Beautiful. Yeah, like it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> but I feel like they finally found something that works here. It this album is hook central. Yeah, basically. it's hook central. It's like it's like all the catchiest parts of modern Stradivarius. <laughs> 
Mm. With like with like the guitar element of Kane's offering. And then like the poppier vocals from Annette. Yeah. Yeah. I love her vocals. Yeah, me she too. Her, her, fantastic. All her lines are her the harmony lines she comes up with is it's just great. This is this is the perfect style of music for her. Yeah, this is like rather than like what Nightwish was doing with her, which they she did some good stuff with Nightwish. I think this fits she a lot did. better. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Yanni took saw her the potential that she had in a popular Nightwish song and just like went off with it. Yeah, definitely. Like further developed it. All right, so that's my Yanni metal spiel. <laughs> so Yanni, Mightiest Warrior of uh, of 2019. Yeah, Mightiest <laughs> Warrior. Oh yeah, for sure. I vote him for Mightiest Warrior if we're still doing that kind of thing. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's our show. Yeah. We do whatever we want. Exactly. Yeah, it's our show. Yeah, let's um let's kind of reflect on like some of the things that we're looking forward to next year in 2020. Yeah, we had a big old list of stuff uh, for next year, this year. So now this year for next year, uh, we also have a decent sized list. Uh, I put it in somewhat chronological order and then kind of gave up. But early in January, uh, Brothers of Metal have a new album coming out. It was supposed to be this month, but it got pushed to January. Uh, that's one I'll definitely be looking forward to. I've listened to the single Njord a whole fuck ton. Bros of Metal. Yeah, we have a bunch of releases um, that we're looking forward to. Apparently, Love Bites is in January, yeah, which is I, like, cool. Yeah, I just looked that up. We don't, have to, we don't have to wait that long. The Electric Pentagram, like, oh. it's got like a cool artwork. They got a track listing and everything. Album's coming at the end of that January. Sounds, that sounds JPM as fuck. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Um, apparently Nightwish is making a thing in 2020. Yeah, that's what, they're one of the big names coming out this uh, year. They've been yeah, recording second, a new album, finally. Second floor album. We'll see if uh, Tuomas can actually write her some good songs. Yeah, I know. I, I've got high hopes for this one. I feel like because it's the second one, like they have like their warm-up album. This this could be like yeah. a banger. Yeah, we'll see if it, they make it to our, uh, was it, best comeback category think, for next year. Do you think year. we're going to have another 30-minute song? Oh my god, I hope not. That was like... That was like honestly, that was so awful. No, I have no, I have no hopes. I don't know. I, I'd love to be pleasantly surprised because I used to love Nightwish. Like and now they're you like, can make a long song. Like Ghost Love Score is dope. Like, oh yeah, that's like, still very that. well written. It's just that the fucking I don't I don't like the animal having sex. In the <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to listen to that. It's weird. It's weird. All right, we've got a lot anyway. of American stuff coming next year. Yeah, we do. U.S. people. Starting with uh, Seven Spires, Adrian Cohen's band has their second album coming out, I think, in February. Yeah, yeah, I really loved her performance with Avantasia. And um, I th- I think their existing album, I don't know if it was their first. Soul Vague is, I think, how yes. you say it? Yeah, that's actually real, real good. Um, she, her band, this band is, like, heavily inspired by, like, Symphonic metal like Demoborg gear. So. I think Camelot kind of inspires Camel- it. A bit too. Yeah, Camelot too. Yeah, she's it's like heavy, heavily symphonic metal inspired. And then speaking of U.S. based power metal that's not symphonic, uh, Helion Prime and Judicator uh, potentially have albums in 2020 as well. Yeah, yeah they've both been working on stuff. Helion Prime's first album with uh, Mary, which will be nice. I really yeah. like how she sounds. 
Yeah, she sounds great in the demo. And I, um, I think she's going to be a good long-term fit for them as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because they're Let's in the same so. uh, nation and are able to tour, yeah. which is like the sad reality of, of like now. Like she's, yeah, she's been their touring singer for like three years now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, not that long. Maybe like two. Yeah, at least two years. tours. What the fuck? <laughs> like two. Because I've seen them twice with, with Mary in 20... I think eighteen and nineteen. Yeah, she's she hasn't been that long with them. Just a lot of shows. Yeah, just a lot of shows. Like every time they've toured, it's just been Mary, which is which is great. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that her as an official like vocalist of the band. Um, and then we've um, got judi- two judicator, judicator things next year. What are the two judicator um, things? One is the next album, which is a concept album about Emperor Justinius, I believe. Um, I thought it was like some like general in from the Byzantium Empire or something. Uh, it, it sounded John told us, and it was really Judicator sounding. Yeah, it's some it's some like Judicator concept, uh, wow. Constantinople thing. Is he like a super? He sounds like a super history. Yes. Yeah, we won't we person. won't get into that. Um, yeah. And then there's cool. also a special project that they have not said anything about, other than there being a special project. Oh, okay. He said he were, John <laughs> said he was recording vocals for it. All right. And it was, and it uh, was adjudicator, adjudicator real album and quote unquote special project that we know nothing um, about. I think it is going to be a Sleepy Plesso re-record. They have been talking about That'll wanting cool. to do that for a while. Um, would it be Sleepy Plesso or the or the first album? I I think it would be Sleepy Plesso. Hmm. That would be a cool. I feel like that that one had a lot of so potential that'll be on nice. Too. I really like Sleepy yeah. Plesso. It just kind of sounds not great. <laughs> Fair. Wait, Unleash the Archers has something next year too. Oh yeah, so they did their like EP this year, and they're doing yeah. like, a full album next year. Which Apex was pretty darn good, so I'm really looking forward to it. They've said it's gonna be different from Apex. It's not. They're just not. They're not gonna just do Apex again. Oh okay, good, good actually. So yeah, good on them. I've, I've got confidence in them now. Yeah, maybe they'll like explore their like Melodeth inspired style some more, but we'll see. Um, back to Adjudicator real quick. They're they're also going to be announcing that they're on a label. I don't know which label it is. Ooh. I've just heard that so, they're so on a many, major label. There's a lot of unknowns in, in our statements. I've just heard Even, maybe? on the rumor mill that they're on a major label with a okay. multi-record deal. Uh, fancy. Yeah. Cool. All right, so here's some other releases in 2020. Winter Age Winter and Age Dark is Forest. Uh, an Italian band that has a lot of violin in their power metal. Uh, they had only one album so far, like the Harmonic Passage, I think was the name of it. But they've been showing stuff from the recordings on their Facebook, and I'm really looking forward to it. They were on our Small Bands episode. Cool. And Dark Forest, um, they were from the UK, and um, I really like their... Was it twenty twenty sixteen? I think <laughs> release. It's the it's the album that's like kind of yellow and has a tree on it. <laughs> it's very foresty. <laughs> but it, it's it's quite foresty. They're a cool band with their like it's like heavy metal power metal with like 
almost like a folkish twang to the guitar uh, style. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it has uh Iron Maiden in the Forest kind of vibes. Iron Maiden in know? the Forest, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So they'll have an album next year. But mm-hmm. you know, like I'm starting to question a lot of these that um like potential releases of 2020. Dragonland like, has Dragon said they're Land. working on new stuff and that they confirmed via Facebook PMs that their plan is for the end of next year to release it. Okay, whatever. I'll believe it when I see something. Uh, Fairyland, I don't believe that. <laughs> Fairyland has said that their album is done, but they're in order part of their like promotion deal with the label, they have to have this music video done. But there are complications with the music video, and they had to chain CGI companies. What the fuck? So, so eventually, it's a whole thing. It's on Facebook. Eventually, it'll be done, and Fairyland will have a new album after like eight years. Okay, that's really confusing. Um, I don't believe it until I see it. <laughs> Uh, Halloween yeah. is recording though. Okay, I believe them. Yeah. I, they had a, they Hello, put up a video. Halloween is very is, is trustworthy. And they're gonna they said they're gonna do another tour. Cool. It'll be like normal Halloween, not like the the pumpkin reunion. I think that is just normal Halloween. Yeah, now that's that's okay. normal Halloween. Now they sent the video. All of them, the seven of them, on the studio just talking and like stumbling upon each other how to announce like yeah we're doing stuff yeah and making jokes and whatever. Okay. In the studio. Legit. That's exciting. Cool. Um, Alestorm yeah. are up for another album. Yeah, Chris yep. told us uh, Alestorm's doing a new album next year. It's been like three years at this point since Snowgrave. Yeah, they were recording in January, I think, and then releasing it like halfway through the year or something. Are we allowed um, to say the uh, no? The I interesting. Guess, I don't know. Okay. No, we should ask him. No. Okay, we'll, no. we'll wait. We'll no. wait. It's public. We'll wait. Okay, technically, it? no. Technically, it's public, no. but let's let's save it. We'll wait. We'll wait until we'll, we'll wait. Out. We'll not, we'll not, we won't fuck it up. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to what shenanigans they have coming up. Okay, so Serenity is apparently writing a new album. I thought they were dead year. to us. Um, but they're on this list. I, they're dead to me. Like, I've lost interest in them since they released that hot garbage called Lionheart. It was Heart. so bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Let's not, I'm done. Done with them. Okay, next is Ether Realm. <laughs> These guys are cool. Yeah, these guys are great. They've their their past album, uh, Tarot, is like super awesome. So, Ether Realm, uh, look out for them. Um, more Mellow Death, Insomniums touring in twenty twenty. Are they coming to the U.S.? Yeah. They're coming to U.S.A. Oh, nice. Get stoked! Oh, oh um, yeah, I think they're going to like Sacramento, which sucks. <laughs> uh, Sacramento's too far for you. It but, is. Yeah. But they're coming to San Diego. What up? See you there, San Diego listeners. If there are any, probably not. Um, Caligula's horse is touring. They don't have any NA dates announced. It's just Australia, which is where they live, and Europe, which is where they don't live. But at Prague Power, they said they'd be coming back. Which yeah, but they always say that at Prague Power. So like, who the fuck knows? But seahorse. Just, just, just want to see them more in action. Their last album was super good. I love them. Um, more Batushka drama, probably. That's just speculation. Now. It'll this happen. is completely speculation. It'll happen. It's just um, gonna happen. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, both iterations of Batushka are touring, so like we'll see. Maybe I don't know. Like, we're not we're not a Batushka podcast. Maybe like Batushka one will uh op- like open for Bartushka and get into a fist <laughs> fight. <laughs> no, that'd be crazy. Dude, like Bartushka is inferior. Yeah, but it's got the name, like, so it's bigger. 
They do. They won the the name lawsuit, but they are legit inferior. Anyway, I don't think they're worth. We, um, contrary to popular opinion, we are powerful. A power metal podcast, not Batushka podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then like we said before, Blind Guardian in twenty twenty one. But although this is a little too soon to be speculating on that. Yeah. Yeah. So man, that was. Um, that was all of our reflections for 2019. Um, I'm still incredibly upset that Ancient Bards and Secret Sphere got denied and Windrose Prog Power and Windrose. All the Italians, and, like, I'll, yeah, all the Italians. I'll probably never get over that, and I'm still like extremely upset about that. <sighs> but whatever. Anyway, I think we've probably talked enough. We'll include our like our personal yeah. like, lists in the description. So you can uh, just check out the like dozens of albums that we talked about this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a strong year, so our, I'd say. Our, our show notes will be. Yeah, this was like this is a very strong year, not just for power metal, but for like heavy metal and uh, or traditional heavy metal and other subgenres as well, even folk. Um, so yeah, if you made it this far, thank you for being supporters of our podcast and listening and sharing our show with all your friends and for donating on Patreon. We couldn't do this without you. And if you are a new listener and you somehow made it this far, holy shit, you're wonderful. Um, yeah, be sure to subscribe on whatever Google Play, Spotify nonsense that you used to listen. Um, follow us on all the social means at Powerful Podcast. Um, if you like the show, donate to our Patreon. It's going to be up and running again in January. We just paused it for like a month. We'll be back. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. Um, if I didn't miss anything, I think that's it for today. Stay powerful. Yeah, that's all. Stay powerful. Stay powerful um, we'll see you in 2020. Stay powerful. Yeah. 2020. Powerful year. Powerful. New powerful decade coming at you. Oh, yay. Hey. And, oh, go, and go, that's go, a wrap. Go.